What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by the CinematicReal.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today, Mr. Jack Renault. How are you today, good sir? Doing good, doing good. Mr. Hunter Friesen. Oh, very good. Good today. I love this episode every yes. year. Yes. So this year, I mean, today's a day that I look forward to every single year. It's one of my favorite episodes of the year where we predict the Academy Awards. And for the third year in a row, there's no one that I'd want us to join this podcast every year the mr sean the math guru how are you today how are your stats are your stats ready for today oh boy you know it's it's interesting even though i'm a math teacher i um my worst subject is statistics so and i always <laughs> fly in the face of statistics when i make my predictions which you know usually uh, per, like you know uh causes me to uh, have some pretty uh poor decisions but uh because i obsess <laughs> over them too much but yeah we'll see and a fourth guest here today um this actually came on from our conversation the other day when we were having fun with recasting movies that are nominated for Best Picture. We're going to get into that a little later. And I thought, why not bring him on? Because I think he's going to have some fun ideas. And, of course, <laughs> help out with the predictions. Darren, welcome back, good sir. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me back. Um, are you sure you're okay after seeing Dune like seven times this week? <laughs> I think I have enough spice out of my system now that I can do this. So now, before we get started, you know you have to top this number when Wicked comes out, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> between the double digits, then. Yeah, between, dead, under, uh, between Dead Reckoning and Dune, what did you see more? I can't remember. Dead, dead Reckoning is higher now, but like, we're still weekend one for Dune. So that's that's what I'm yeah. curious about. Yeah. So yeah, today we are... One week away from the Academy Awards. Usually a lot of these podcasts that I listen to doing Oscar predictions go four or five hours. This is not going to be one of those because we are not going to sit and talk about any other potential best picture winner because that's not going to happen. So we're going to have fun today, but we're also going to be realistic on a lot of these categories. Uh, Not a lot of news to cover this week except one little thing that irked me. So... It's been announced that the acting categories at the Oscars this year will be presented in a similar fashion to the 2009 Academy Awards and I believe 2010, where previous Oscar winners come out and give a spiel of each nominee. Um, I just want to say this. There's a reason it was removed. I don't understand why this is coming back. I hate it. I hate every second of this. Um, Hunter, I want to give Hunter props for being kind of like Switzerland on this and being like, offering a good compromise of hey maybe they're still going to show clips i i i look back to 2009 where heath ledger won the oscar and we have kevin klein just talking about his performance how about you just show a clip of heath ledger in the dark knight like just let you know i want to see that so i'll start with jack did you originally like it and what are your thoughts on it coming back i mean i was kind of always just like i don't know I guess indifferent to the idea because on paper and just kind of in execution at the same time, like the idea of it is cool getting to see like old Oscar winners together, but 
for the sacrifice of the clips, I am not so sure. And YouTube does, like, I don't think they'll usually have, like, the full clips in YouTube videos. They'll, like, trim them out sometimes. So maybe they did have the clips. I was only eight when those Oscars happened, so I don't recall. Um, but, I mean, they could prove me wrong uh, when they do it, and they could just combine them both and have it actually be a really uh, nice tribute. And I know they've been announcing the presenters, and now with that in mind, I'll have to kind of be looking for, like, the combos, because I haven't really looked at, like, who might be in, like, the mix for those five or so. I do think if they're going to do this, let's have fun and have, like, Hillary Swank uh, present Annette Benning just for the lols. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mean. <laughs> Hunter, what about you? What do you think? I think, yeah, if you could make this fun, you could just have the five presenters out because it's always fun to see five previous Oscar winners up on the stage together and they announce the names and all that. That's really fun. I like that. And then you do what they did for the, I guess, 2020 ceremony for the 2019 movies they had like a clip package of like a minute long that combined all five nominees mm -hmm. and then they read off the nominees names which is a little extraneous at the time but if you're gonna go extra go go do it for sure and you, you made a good point of like hey i guess they if they're gonna do this they need to not even worry about how long the show is gonna be because this is gonna expand I, the show substantially I, yeah. Yeah. i'm also personally like I already know what the Sandra Huller Oscar clip's going to be. I already know what the Annette Benning Oscar clip's yeah. going to be. I've seen it a million times. Let's, let's do something different here, because I already know what it's going to be. What about you, Sean? Did you like well, it originally, or...? I thought it was a cool idea the first year. Then the second year, when they had, like, friends doing it, I thought that was an interesting thing, where, mm -hmm. you know, me and my friend would just constantly imitate Oprah going, Gabourey Citibé! <laughs> 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 yeah. Then it was... The, the, if you remember this, in the, uh, the, the Oscars for the 2010 films... Uh, they had just like the past winner who usually presents, of mm -hmm. course, um, mm -hmm. they had them just do a monologue about each person. Like, so Sandra Bullock was up there talking about those five nominees mm -hmm. and going into like a diatribe of all four or all five nominees, which that was rough. And so like that, they yeah. should definitely shouldn't have done. Um, but I am a um, I am a genuine, genuine uh, clip extremist. We need to have the clips. The clips need to be mm -hmm. in there. Not for nerds like us. Like we, yes, you're right, Hunter. We know the Sandra Huller performance, but my parents have never heard the name Sandra Huller before. So when they watch this, they'll like, you know, they'll they'll see that moment. And as, when I was like a young kid, and I obviously couldn't watch all the movies, it was fun to see like the clips and be like, ooh, that person probably deserves it now. Ooh, that person probably because I like mm -hmm. saw like one of the five films, and so I didn't know as much. And so I think like clips just for that are great. But yeah, if you're gonna do a clip package, that's cool as well. That that's fine with me. But uh, you can't sacrifice the clips. And I, I hope by now they know that. Um, mm. It seems like sometimes they don't learn their lesson, but clips are just essential. And Darren, what do you think? I'm going to echo what everyone else said. you got to have some sort of combination. But if we have the right pairings and the right speeches pre-written for them, it could be a fun little change up. Yeah, the best part of the nomin the presenters list was seeing Al Pacino on there. Just, I just <laughs> fascinating what he's gonna. P Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. I, I was like, hey, I, look at that. I kind of just want him to do Best Picture. I was, I, that was my thought when I saw. I was like, he's, he's like, kind of like the kind of the build for like who they want for like Best mm -hmm. Picture. It's like, and the Oscar <laughs> goes to Oppenheimer. Yeah, there we go. Uh, just, just you oh, already, you already scripted it. You just, must. I will. Well, no, God. be careful because it's always a lot more low energy. I mean, I've I've listened to the Harrison, like you know, from the next uh, best picture. Yeah. I've listened to the Harrison Ford clip several uh, times where it's like everything, everywhere, all at once. But she knows just gonna be like Oppenheimer. Like it's never like unless it's Liza Minnelli who's uh, absolutely yeah. still bringing it for unless... Coda. Unless it's the nineties, the nineties yeah. where Al Pacino could yeah. do it, then you get that. Yeah. Yeah. Al Pacino 
Heat Al Pacino on cocaine doing the best picture winner is just oh, phenomenal. Great <laughs> heart. There you go. Or the English a... patient. Let him do the English patient. Just the English it. patient. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, it should be an interesting ceremony next week. Uh, before we get into the Oscar prediction, let's get into some of what we watched this week. Jack, you had midterms. Did you watch anything this week? I, I had a couple things. Oh. Back to the best pictures. I saw the great Zigfield. Hey, Hunter, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you okay, remember good. in that movie well, at the beginning? Yes. Do you remember yeah. a certain character uh, who's like a courier? Do you remember yeah, him? I, I think I'm going to try to say this politely. He has some mental deficiency. I feel like I believe so. Point. Yes. He, he, the way he reacts in one scene. Oh, yes. No, he, I immediately drew a line of his laugh being comparable to Amadeus. Uh, and no, I, that just completely took me out of left field. And uh-huh. I'll say, yeah, the rest of the movie, not really. Yes. There it is. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> and yeah, it makes no, no sense in the movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the rest of the movie is about as like stale as you'd expect from a 30s yeah. winner. But, I mean, at least that moment... It was not present in other movies, so it has a bit of memorability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got around to watching Poor Things. Uh, hey. <laughs> all I really have to say about it, it is just so much of a movie. Like, it's everything, pretty much. Like, it's weird, it's funny, it's gross, uh, even thought-provoking. And we're going to get more into it later with a lot of these categories. But, no, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty great, and I'm glad that it did as well as it is, because... Yeah, I'm just surprised they bit at it. And Dave, I will have to do a power ranking in the future of all the animal hybrids because yes, I think, yes, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about those. Um, I, I did an unintentional uh, double feature rewatch of two Best Picture second placers. Uh, I rewatched Raging Bull and Cabaret. I didn't realize about doing so until after the fact, but yeah. I mean, any other year, I think those two would have been great winners. Raging Bull, more so, I think it's more for the Bay Foot. Cabaret, Dave. We'll talk more about that. It's a later. good movie. It's a cute movie. It's, a, it's not the Godfather, but it's cute. It's not the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, but yeah. and man, yeah, man, if it wasn't for Willy Wonka going long, we could have had it in '71 and just had Cabaret wipe out the French Connection. Like <laughs> now, that's a good world. That's a world no, I'd like to live in. That's no, no, what no. I would have needed. <laughs> we'll get to a French Connection. That's top tier. That's up there. Uh, and then another best picture winner I rewatched, uh, Braveheart, man. Yeah. Justice for James Horner and John Toll. Cause I think they both deserve better movies for them both doing great work mm-hmm. on the score cinematography, even just like inaccuracies and all that aside. I think this just really overstates its welcome and has not aged well. And mm-hmm. really bitter about Apollo 13 on that one. Like, mm-hmm. just, yeah. I, I can't stop being bitter about <laughs> The be- and the best one. movie so of 1995 dumb. wasn't even nominated in any yeah. fucking category. <laughs> oh, Heat, yes. yes. Yeah. That still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and yeah, that was what I got, too. Hunter, what about you? Okay. For, I like how Day was like, you probably didn't watch any movies this week for midterms. Lists off like, oh, oh, yeah, no, I know. You, really, really you did much. Re- movies. You did really well. <laughs> Next week is where it's going to be bad. I'm, I'm safe. Uh, yeah, and I did not get to Dune Part 2. That'll, that's my spring break tweet. 
my spring break treat to myself once I'm done. So okay. spoiler alert, it's a good movie. Yeah. Oh yes, and <laughs> um, and worth the drive to IMAX. I hear so yeah. I anticipate oh, yeah. it greatly. Yeah. Um, okay. So this week I watched. Spaceman, the Adam Sandler movie on Netflix, which was Ugh. fine. It was fine, you know. I it, it's it's I I said in the group chat, I said it's poor man's Ad Astra, and which I love Ad Astra and I love Max Richter as a composer, so you get a lot out of me. But yeah, it's pretty forgettable and just not much at the moment. Uh, did Terms of Endearment, which I really liked. So oh, yeah. James O. Brooks, I watched Broadcast News first, and then I watched this. So you see, you know, two for two right now. I'm gonna skip all the bad ones right now. But yeah, yeah. But I love Shirley McLean. I love Jack Nicholson in the movie. I love Dar Winger. I hated that they were slandering Iowa the whole time. Very <laughs> cool. But they're making fun of Nebraska, so that that's fine. That that's that's deserved, honestly. Uh, then did Rebecca. The Hitchcock Best Picture winner. I watched mm. the remake in 2020, <laughs> and I forgot the whole plot of this movie. So like when stuff gets revealed, I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot this happened." So yeah, <laughs> I you know it's the same thing with Hitchcock, where I even his gray ones I just like him. I don't there's something oh. about him right. I can't love oh, it. I just can't. Hey, and this yeah. is the one I was prepared to love. I I liked it. I didn't love it. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a battle to fight. I will you. have a battle. I, 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 I really know this will be a battle. It, I was like. I saw five stars, and Dave was like, well, there we go. Yeah. We're going to have fun. We had three and a half, but yeah. And then, last one, there will be no argument for this one. I watched The Greatest Show on Earth. That, <laughs> uh, that, that fucking blew. God. Might, I, might I add one of two Jimmy Stewart winning Best Picture movies, and it's literally nothing you would expect them to be. I know. You What's can't the other take one? it with you, you being the other one. Oh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I. He's a killer clown in this movie. Too. Mm-hmm. You know that that's not the correct way of putting it, but there, that is also an accurate way of putting it. It's a train. It's the train scene that got Spielberg into movies. So we owe it that, but that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that might be what saves scene. it from not being at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, man. It will probably be at the bottom of our rankings. Yeah, I, it was, I agree. I I think every character is really annoying me in that movie. And it was like a newsreel, newsreel movie. No, nothing happens for most of it. They're just like, and here's elephants, and here's people, and here's this. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, Sean, anything you want to highlight? Um, yeah, I also saw uh, Spaceman um, and Dune Part 2, which we've already talked about both. Um, Dune Part 2, amazing, just easily. Um, Spaceman, I guess I, I thought I was just too stupid to understand it, so that's where I'm at with it. Like, I sometimes feel that way about movies. I'm like, did I? am I just dumb? And so... I think that was what that was, or it just was that. I, I think that movie was weird. just lacked. That movie just lacked, lacked a lot, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then um, just this morning, I watched uh, Branded to Kill. It's a um, Seijun Suzuki movie mm. um, from Japan. And it's a, a cr- pretty cool assassination movie. I mean, it's like really wild in the editing. I mean, of course, this is off the Criterion channel like that mm-hmm. I'm watching this crap. Um, but uh, that and then uh, The Square from uh, Ruben Oslin, which. Uh, How oh, was that? You know, I mean, the guy just loves to satire everything. Mm. And so I'll give it to him. He, he manages to satire the art world. The problem is I don't know anything about the art world. Mm. So I was mm. just like, oh, I don't know if he's right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's goofy. But like, it, it was very funny. I think that, um, uh, I, 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 oh boy, I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Klaus Bang, Klaus Bang, mm. um, 
is an exceptional actor. He's like a fumbling idiot in this. He's great in Bad Sisters. He's um like, you know, just really good in uh, The Northman as well. But he's always something different. Like the, his versatility is kind mm-hmm. of unmatched. So I love watching him. But uh, yeah, that was it for me. Darren, anything but Dune. <laughs> a few ones haven't been doing with you know just that being almost three hours and an hour drive each way for IMAX that took up a lot of time <laughs> I'm just quickly looking I'm under so I saw Ricky Stenicki but I'm under embargo for that so I so... saw it this morning yeah. too <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, won't, they won't send it to me so you know maybe I'm lucky I don't know you're lucky Hunter it's not <laughs> okay. Hunter I mean I, I knew that too but I was just like yeah oh, we don't need an embargo to know that after the trip yeah <laughs> Figures. um french girl i think I, it premiered at a film festival i can say a little something it's a canadian romantic comedy of zach braff um evelyn bruchu who is delphine on orphan black and vanessa hudgens zach braff is this teacher who goes back to quebec with his girlfriend who's there on kind of auditioning for this um job in a restaurant as the executive chef run by vanessa hudgens who's also her ex-girlfriend so, you know, it gets the whole love triangle thing going. Cute bilingual Canadian film. So it's fun. It's out in a couple of weeks. And then I saw the new Bloomhouse film, Imaginary. Um, given the past few Bloomhouse films, being Five Nights at Freddy's and Night Swim, this was definitely a step up. I had fun with it. The practical effects for the bear were good. DeWanda Wise puts everything into that performance even though it was a little much for the film but you know what props to her um i think they've got a little hit on their hands we'll see what happens and then for fun last night because i just got it on 4k i rewatched contagion mm. the first time since the mm. pandemic and we all watched it in like march of 2020 when it spiked <laughs> on Netflix. but watching it now after the fact and seeing how much of it it got right is just like a little terrifying does steven soderbergh have like a crystal ball that he looked into back in like 2011 when he was writing that film going like oh yeah this is how it's going to happen in a de- de- decade yeah because he got everything but um who your president would be and what they would be saying about the pandemic that, I saw that movie for the first time during COVID, and I was just like, wow, that is yeah. pretty bananarama. Um, so for me, pretty light week. Um, I also saw Spaceman. Um, I hated it. Um, <laughs> the most interesting conversation was when they were talking about fixing a toilet, because I, too, would be upset if my toilet on, this, on my ship was not working. Uh, yeah, just not for me. Like, like. Like Sean said, I'm probably just too stupid for it. Yeah, and I don't care. I, I, I'd rather get through these. Yeah, sometimes. I'd I'd rather be stupid than like this movie. To be honest with you, um, I also did a lot of best picture watching. I rewatched The Sting, which I really, really, really liked. Really, See? really liked. Yeah, it's great. Like, I I think it's probably outside of like the top tier 70s. It's it's up there. I really had a great time with it. Um, I want to say something blasphemous, but I'm not going to on this podcast because we're all friends here about uh, uh, Newman and uh, Redford. Not going to say it. Oh, uh, so I, I will leave that for another conversation. I saw Ordinary People. I gave it gave it another shot. And and you said it was the rightful best picture as it is. Uh, <laughs> did I like yeah, it I a little bit more <laughs> than the last time? Sure. Did I think Mary Tyler Moore should have won an Oscar? Well, I that, absolutely yeah, yeah. do. Does it have any right on planet Earth to beat Raging Bull? 
Absolutely not. Directing <laughs> picture. No, this movie is like, hey, Robert Redford directed it. Ah, yeah, let's just give him an Oscar. But he directed it very well. He I would. It is a good personally movie. Give him, I personally probably wouldn't give him the directing Oscar over Scorsese, but I'd give him Best Picture. I don't know, man. It, it's fine. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's it's not as, it's not a train wreck. It's not like, not it's not the King's Speech. I'll say that. It's, mm-hmm. it's. Oh. God, we're really gonna kill each other because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna be the same. So I saw the Silence of the Lambs. I mean, it's top tier for me. I absolutely adore that thriller, that one best picture, not horror thriller. Um, <laughs> the Lost Weekend, uh, and it, it gave me—I don't know if I said this in our chat, Hunter, but I was saying like I did a lot of '40s rewatches outside of like Casablanca, obviously an all-timer there. I do think like the '40s is an underrated decade for best picture winners. Oh yeah. That's um, good ones. The Lost yeah. Weekend is phenomenal. Uh, this is shout out to Jack because he pushed me to rewatch this just when on his first watch. Mrs. Miniver is phenomenal. Like I, I, I I'm gonna watch that this afternoon. Like I Seems like ah. a Sunday afternoon movie. I really like that perspective on the war as opposed to the best years of our lives, which is another completely different perspective on the mm-hmm. war. And that is an all timer. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it, it went up to five stars on this rewatch. I absolutely loved it. Uh, Casablanca, it's just it's an okay movie, I guess. Just 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 there. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's alright. Um Marty uh, Hey. I love Marty. Come on. Yeah, see oh. see he's right. Marty So is I I was great. at two and a half stars when I first saw this movie. <laughs> the first thing so here's where I was. The first thing the first time I saw it, I'm like, yo, Marty would be the worst fucking Tinder date. Like the absolute worst <laughs> Tinder date. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's the whole point of the movie, though. Then he I changes. Go again? Then he's I mean, like, that, "Why don't you?" Date, the the scene, <laughs> Sean, the scene where he's like, where she doesn't want to kiss him, and he's like, "Why don't you want to kiss me?" I'm like, bro. But he's learning. He's been conditioned to think that the incel whole movie. in a half, man. Just you know, I just realized I haven't seen that movie in a very long time, so maybe I should see it since the Me Too era. Uh. <laughs> like I'm watching, oh, and I'm man. like, bro, just get. Ozempic, lose some weight, get some braces, fix your uh, teeth, yeah. you'll be alright. That's all you need. And you'll get whatever you want. But all jokes aside, he he looks like he's a great butcher. So for that, you get three stars. <laughs> three wonderful stars for me. I really don't, I mean, it's a it's a fine movie. I, I don't, it probably had no competition though that year either. What was that, oh, like no. 50, 56 or 55? Five. It was oh. probably the best of the bunch. We, we, we covered year. it when I watched it, I don't know, a month or two ago. Like, uh, that was a terrible yeah. lineup. Of, like, I had not heard of three of these, like, five movies nominated for Best Picture. And then the last two I saw uh, yesterday and, t- and finished this morning Schindler's List. It's, I mean, eh, you you know, eh. it's just, you know, Spielberg just doing, you know, mediocre directing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Lack speaking of immersive, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no emotional investment at all in this movie. Speaking of no. little to no emotional investment, uh, no scope, just just like <laughs> mediocre at his finest is Lawrence of Arabia. Um, ah, yeah. Just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what, you know. David Lean, that guy, I don't know, whatever. I don't know what he was doing there. Jack's looking at me like, bro, you better fix your face and say it, no. say, and say even, what's even, right. Even when we know oh, no, you're I'm joking, just, it still, it still hurts. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I just heard that name and the music just started playing in my head. I was oh, like, uh, yeah, no mention to Maurice Char's okay score. Like, n- yeah. <laughs> Who's the guy we named the whole category after? I don't even know. <laughs> nothing makes yeah. me happier than like in 2024. And I, was, I told Jack, this is the first time I saw the 4K 
of it. Um, mm. It's actually split into two discs, which is like for me Ooh. as like an old school two VHS box guy. I'm like, all right, yeah, just, that, that's just phenomenal. Let's just do that. Um, and I and then I saw Dune again on IMAX, and it's yeah, it's as good as you know everyone it's just so fucking good um it's just so good uh and that is oh and last night i saw batman 89 with an orchestra uh that's awesome batman 89 is one of my favorite movies of all time and just seeing like an orchestra just cooking like elfman score is just so phenomenal i I had a conversation off the line with jack about the harp and just like the lady playing (laughs) the harp was just like the best part of the entire performance she's just like 20 minutes maybe the entire movie the harp was used but when she was going she was like going hard so shout out to that uh and that is everything i got so let's get to why we are here to predict the 96 academy awards um it's been an interesting season i think Despite the fact that some categories are sewn up, there are some that are a little bit less predictable than last year. I think last year overall felt more predictable as opposed to this year top heavy. If it feels like set, uh, what do you guys think, Sean? I'll start with you there. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at this and uh, I I had just certainties at the beginning of this Oscar mm-hmm. season that are now complete backseats. Like we're going to talk about specific categories, but it's weird that Bradley Cooper isn't like a mm-hmm. front runner to win best mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. Considering like, not, I'm not even talking about shoulds just considering like it's the heavily made up performance. He's due for one. Like the guy now has, I think 12 nominations, 13 mm-hmm. nominations. Like, so mm-hmm. it seemed like that was like, I had that as a certainty. And then all of a sudden Killian Murphy and Paul Giamatti show up and uh, they become the neck. Well, not anymore. A neck and neck race my opinion but um it was nuts that like those kind of things would uh you know derail it i mean i did i I was thinking stuff like you know charles melton would be the front runner and then doesn't even see the light of day in the in the nomination so it's been one of those where now it's predictable but you know a while before this i wasn't totally sure of what was actually going to uh take the place Mm -hmm. uh jack you agree yeah no completely i just kind of like you know we've talked about um one like we'll talk more about categories but i know like the screenplay categories like gave us a lot of like a lot of discussion points but i think now we're pretty much like on us on the same page uh and then yeah like a lot of these other categories like there are definite like front runners and such but i mean i think there are other ones that maybe we would not be surprised if they pop up on oscar night so yeah i'm excited to get down into these for sure and hunter agree as well yeah, I, I think my my point sticks more with the nomination. Going back to when we did our best picture pre- or predictions for the nominations, that it was literally mm-hmm. just ten movies the whole season. We didn't yeah. have an eleven or twelve, yeah. really, when it came down to the wire at that point. Which, you know, last year we had Babylon in there, we had the Whale in there, we had probably something else I'm forgetting about that came that didn't make it. And this year it was pretty much here's the ten. And mostly, here's the five for every other category. It was pretty much down the row the whole season. And that's kind of formalizing what the winners were. There's there's one person or film that's going to win in about 18 of these categories. And there's some that are split between one or two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Darren, agree? Agreed, yeah. All right, awesome. So let's get to this. Uh, we're going to start from the shorts and work our way up. Um, because the shorts are basically... Because we're ma- sickos. Let's do this. Let's make or break <laughs> our Oscar pools. Oh, who who do I want to kick this off with? Uh, 
I think you know which one you want to give me. Yeah, d- don't worry, you're getting that one. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, you're 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 yeah. the mathematician here. This is going to be an easy breakdown for you. Animated short film. The nominees are War Is Over, inspired by the music of John and Yoko, Ninety Five Senses, Letter to a Pig, Our Uniform, and Patchy Durham. Pronouncing yep. it right. I was only able to see one of these, and that was Patchy Durham, which apparently was about abuse, and I had no idea abuse was going on in it. Um, so it was that subtle. Um, and uh, <laughs> like, I was just, wow, this is beautiful <laughs> animation. And then, like, the people have later said, I was like, Did, was that happening in there? I, I got to, like, check that again. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I know little to nothing about these, but I will say Letter to a Pig has been getting the most precursors, which does make me think it could be that. War is Over has the... Um, the strongest animation where it's like the most like overt as like a claymation. So that could grab it. And 95 senses is hitting the uh, campaign hard. So I think what I'm going to choose is letter to a pig, but those three are the ones that are like, seem to be like the most outstanding at this point. Jack, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Those are the three I have in the top three spots, Uh, but I've got wars over in mind pretty much for those two things. It's the, uh, (laughs) Animation's pretty striking, and I don't know why. It just kind of has that name that I feel like belongs to an Oscar winner. Like, I haven't seen these, but there's always, like, a name that pops up. Like, what was it? Like, Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405, and just Mm -hmm. titles like that. I'm like, this is the kind of striking thing. And on top of that, you get John Lennon and Yoko Ono reference. So I think that could maybe squeak by, but I do think those other two are in contention as well. Hunter, what about you? I will be fully transparent. I had, do not watch any of these shorts. I have not. Uh, of the 15 shorts nominated, there's only one I've actually seen. And surprise, surprise, it's the Wes Anderson one. <laughs> Who would have guessed? So, but I go with kind of whatever Gold Derby says. So, and sometimes it's wrong, sometimes it's right. But that's the risk I take. So I have either Letter to a Pig or War is Over. Yeah. I will finalize it the day of. Only because <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard this so much about them. And they seem like ones. And I, like Jack said, I actually go by the name half the time. Because I think it was it was one year versus like how to skateboard if you're in a war zone. I was like, oh, that's an Oscar winner right there. That's that sounds like it. And it's exactly what I'm going to do with the the documentary short film, actually. And Darren, what do you think here? Well, like Hunter, I've not seen any of the shorts, not even the Wes Anderson one, because Hunter knows how I feel about Wes. Well, that's true. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> so I just basically went to Gold Derby and cut through a couple other websites. Well, okay, who's saying the same film the most? So we're going with War is Over, because that was on three of the four websites I looked at. So I will also do War is Over. Uh, just John and Yoko being in the title is kind of what yeah. sold me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And like Hunter, I have not. And hey, Darren, I've not seen any of these. I'm just, I'm <laughs> uh, just gonna go with, uh, with that one on that. Uh, moving on to documentary short film. Darren, what do you got here? I've got Last Repair Shop. Yeah, I will follow up, and I have not seen any of these either. But Last Repair Shop has the title that I like the most, so that is exactly why I'm going with Last Repair Shop. Uh, Jack, what do you got here? Uh, I have the ABCs of book banning, okay. actually, and yeah, pretty much just go. This might have been what Hunter was talking about with his like Maybe. going with the title. <laughs> uh, but you know, the shorts t- love to, or the shorts are typically like you know subjects that like hit you over the head and kind of stay with you, and it's right there in the title. So I'm inclined to kind of fall in line with that. But the last repair shop is the other one that people are saying is pretty much down to. So and Hunter, what do you got? 
yeah, I have the ABCs of book banning. But I've seen a lot of people like really not like this documentary short. So there's, 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 <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> but at the same time, it's more in the live action short category. They've never had bad shorts be this reason they don't do it. What was that one that time loop movie from a few years ago where they had that skin one from a few years ago? Oh, those yeah, were both, yeah, those, those were both yeah. really bad. But those were live action shorts. Doc's a little bit different, so... I'm going with ABC's a book banning right now, but I have noticed that nobody likes it. So <laughs> at some point I might have to change. <laughs> and Sean, what do you got here? Yeah, so um, I, I do have The Last Repair Shop. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've actually seen all of these. Okay. And, uh, oh, okay. I think uh, The Last Repair Shop has that emotional quality for you know the voters that actually watch the shorts. Mm-hmm. Who knows Who knows what they're going to pick if they don't watch them. But um, that one uh, is, you know, it's also on Hulu and Disney Plus, which does, the streaming bump does help, um, mm-hmm. whether it's for like, you know, mm-hmm. back funding for campaigning or accessibility. I know every Academy member has their own streaming service, but if like it's in us, if it's on its own, streaming service it's more in the cultural ether and so they hear mm-hmm. more about it um i think that a big upset though could be nine nine and wipo yes um, it's yes, basically yes. a very adorable mm-hmm. documentary short about two cute grandmas and that's kind of it but it's still just like enough to like capture the cuteness and so you know for once it's weird that a documentary uh in the other documentary category we will be going the opposite way where it's like you know both of these are like lovely uh, movies uplifting movies and um i think uh, also they had of course you know nine nine wipo react to getting the nomination and so you know Ooh, that, that's that's a that's a good one enough that that, yeah. that could hit so i i'm i'm waffling between those two i think it's safe to go with last repair shop but if you want to go for a quick upset it's nine nine that's you may have swayed me there. That yeah, that's a. If, if, I was gonna that, say that's a good sell. Right they'll there. put him on stage. I mean, come on, like that's yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. If that happens, then while they're promoting, I know Dave, you saw this, but Dee Dee from Sundance. If that nine mm-hmm. nine popo wins, they can mm-hmm. go from Academy Award winner Sean Wang for Dee Dee, which will sell that movie. Which is oh, you both have may have just changed my vote here. Yeah. <laughs> Could, yeah, could this be the most in-depth conversation we have about changing people's minds? Today? Yeah, I wonder. No, this is why this is on here because I, I know this bullshit. This like, is good. This one's I good. I watched the video of Nana Wipo reacting to their Oscar nomination. <laughs> All right, Jack. Best live-action short. Is it going to happen? I want it to happen. I want it with all my heart to happen. However, I am not going to predict with my heart. And as I said earlier, I feel like it's typically like the strong subject matters that typically win in these short categories. And I just don't feel comfortable predicting Henry Sugar because of that. So I've got red, white, and blue currently. I think it's one that centers around a timely theme um, about like crossing state lines for abortion. So I think, yeah, yeah, literally. So, and that there have been multiple occurrences of that recently. And it's also just been kind of scattered success for, you know, these these big name people in the shorts categories. Uh, and obviously Riz Ahmed won his. So I do think there's some but somewhat of an argument that the fact he did get in, uh, despite being maybe like the most populous of them, is kind of a statement. And you mentioned, Sean, that it has the streamer funding behind it, which also helps. But I would rather go for the equality of either being happy that I'm right or being happy that I want that what I wanted to win one. So well, I stop rooting for you, but I can't predict you for the time being. All righty. Hunter, what about you? 
Well, I I'm gonna stick to my guns and predict Wes Anderson here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be I want to be right and happy, so I want I want the double dose here. But it's also because I think Henry Sugar has been one of the most celebrated Wes Anderson works in a while for most some people. I mean, some people didn't love, but like I think people really did appreciate what he did with that Roald Dahl story and the buzz that has been on it, that it has been on Netflix for months now, and everyone can see it, and everyone has seen it, so. I think I think there's enough on that one to overcome uh, any big name backlash that this category often sees. And I think I think Red, White, and Blue are the in, after. I think is my like mm-hmm. second or third pick. I'm kind of like I wouldn't be surprised if he loses. Honestly, I really wouldn't because this category likes to mess with you sometimes. Sean, are you on the Anderson train? I mean, I will say that if he doesn't win this Oscar, then I will make an eternity prediction that Wes Anderson will never win or get nominated for an Oscar yeah, for the rest I, of his life. Like, this is like, this will really show if the Academy truly hates him because they, you know, they stuck with him in the beginning. They got with him with, the, and they, he came very close with Grand Budapest Hotel, and it's been a backslide since then. And this is, the problem here is that this is a very, very, very Wes Anderson production. And mm. so that might be something that they love because Budapest kind of was, or that might be something that they hate. I think that the Netflix thing is a part of it. I think the after is pretty bad. So I think mm. that like, you know, if they're going to choose one of the two Netflix ones, um, I, there's a part of me that just wants to do like, you know, because I'll probably get this, these categories wrong anyway. I'm sort of just going to root for Knight of fortune and maybe pick that because mm. of the five, that is the best one. It is the most like a short and so the Academy might enjoy the one that's most like a short instead of, you know, the big shot Wes Anderson getting knocked. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough call. Like, I, I think you just have to go for the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. And I think enough of the industry will back yeah. Wes that I think that might go. With and, 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 yeah, just kind of we, we say it all the time, Dave, and I'm sure we'll say it again later. But if there we always say that if there is no number or if. If we can't figure out what the number two yeah, is, then there, there is might an not any. be a number two after all. So, yeah. And Darren. I've got that movie that definitely everyone saw on Netflix, Henry Sugar. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, seen it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I'm going with uh, Henry Sugar as well, just because I want Wes to have an Oscar, not because I particularly liked Henry Sugar. Uh, Ash mm-hmm. City was, to me, so superior. Uh but I want Wes Anderson to have an Oscar, and like Sean said, if this doesn't happen this year, I think it's, I think it's a rappy scrappy for uh, him. Honorary Oscar, here he yeah. comes. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's just unfortunate. Uh, Hunter, here's going to be a very difficult one for you. Documentary Ooh. feature. Oh, okay. Very difficult. Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> no. There was a time that if still had been nominated mm-hmm. yep it might have American maybe Symphony won too you know? yeah American Symphony sort of it ha- <laughs> had they been nominated it was literally that it's like if they get nominated they probably will win but obviously this branch doesn't care for those celebrity biopics kind of thing so they did not nominate 20 Days of Mario Pole has taken over it won the BAFTA won the DGA award for direction uh and this there is who's the number two there isn't. I, I mean, maybe Four Daughters or Bobby Wine or something. Like the, the documentary categories have been extremely split this year between all the precursors. So, go with the one that's surging right now. That's very timely. That is one of the big awards that really matter at a time like this. And this is one that's very easily accessible. It's available on PBS, I, I believe. Yeah. So you'll be able to see it if you haven't seen it. It's, it's available there. Uh, anyone not? Uh, how about this to make to speed this one up? Anyone not have twenty days? 
No, I mean, like, but I, just to, like, just emphasize the there, – there's a world where Four Daughters or the Eternal Memory or Bobby Wine gets in there. Uh, to Kill a Tiger, unfortunately, it hasn't even been released yet. Yeah. It's getting released on yeah. Netflix, so that one just doesn't really have the same juice. But the problem is is that those three are the second places where a lot of people are theorizing it different ways. So 20 Days of Mario Pole has it just because it has the most there. All righty. Uh, any, anything else you guys want to add there, Jack, Darren, or you guys are on 20 Days? Yeah. All right. So I'll take the next one. We have best original song. <sighs> what was I made for? I'm just Ken. Road to Freedom. It never went away. And the Diane Warren Invitational. The Fire Inside. Uh, so it's basically which Barbie ch- song you want to choose. I am going with What Was I Made For? Billie Eilish wins her second Oscar in like three years. Good for her. Uh, Jack, what do you have here? Yeah, I've got What Was I Made For, too. Uh, and I really, I was never really sure if Ken has the juice, but I we did pull out a Critics' Choice. Was that where it won? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, song? Okay, yeah. And that obviously has no, like, tie over with that, but I'm not sure. I, I do think it's one of the Barbie songs. It's obviously going to yeah. be one of the Barbie songs, but I, I'm just inclined to believe What Was I Made For, especially, I think it. Didn't it win a Grammy a couple weeks back? It won the Grammy. It won the Grammy, yeah. yeah. So I I think that helps a lot, too. Uh, Hunter. I have What Was I Made For as well. I think this category is not really set up for comedic songs to win an award. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this one, a purely comedic song, kind of. So, And Billie Eilish is, like, obviously I know her music, but, like, somehow, someway, become, like, the biggest awards magnet, like, of the last couple years. Like, she's just racking up Oscars, Golden Globes, Grammys, and everything. So... I would. I'd feel. I'd feel more wrong turning my back from her at this point. For sure, Sean. Anything else? Well, the same. Yeah, the same. I have the same. Um, I think that uh, this is the uh, <clears throat> similar to when they performed "This Is Me" at the Oscars, followed by "Remember Me" from Coco, mm-hmm. where like it's mm-hmm. "This Is Me" like brought the house down at the mm-hmm. live performance, and then "Remember Me" won the Oscar. And I think this will be a similar situation where, like, now that Ryan Gosling is singing mm-hmm. I'm Just Ken, mm-hmm. I think the audience in that theater is going to absolutely love I'm Just Ken. But then it's going to go to What Was I Made For, just because that has, like, the, the numbers and the popularity. But mm-hmm. I I see a slight upset, but you're right. Comedy never wins in this one. And it's always the the, the, the slightly uh, lower balance, except for Not Too Not Too last year. Shout out, too, to this will be second year in a row where the movie that wins, I mean, the song that wins is actually in the movie and not just a post credit song, which yes. like I do mm-hmm. I do love that. Uh, and I agree with you, Sean. I mean, what was I made for is hits so hard when it plays in Barbie. So I I, I think it is the right winner. I, I do yeah, love yeah. I'm Just Ken. And I got to say, I hope I'm Just Ken opens the Oscars. And I, can see that. I just yeah, want to have cool. all these actors just come on stage as Ken's. Like if we get like uh-huh. Al Pacino, Michael Al Pacino Douglas. Un- oh yeah. my God. Like, will be there. like I need yeah. it. I need it. Uh, Darren, anything else? But what was I made you, for here? You know what? I know it's going to be what I was made for, but I'm voting my art. I'm going, I'm just Ken. Like, go let's, for it. Let's yeah, go do for it. it. Do it. Um, all right, Jack. Next category is going to be another tough one, but I think, I think you have the talent and the ability to get this done. Best original score. We're looking like we're looking at two for Ludwig, aren't we, gents? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. yep. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Oppenheimer. I'm sorry for everybody else and a lot of really great competition, might I say. Even Robbie Rob- Robbie Robertson, rest mm-hmm. in peace. Uh, that would be an incredible win, but 
I, I don't know what, what else there is to add. It's the score of the year, and I'm pretty sure even the Grammys reaffirmed. So, it did is, win a Grammy. Wait, 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 which yeah. I was, I was like, okay, that kind of just like also impressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's we'll one see. of the best winners we've ever gotten in this category. It, it, yeah, yes. I was gonna say it's probably my favorite. Well, it hasn't done it yet, but if it does, so it will probably be my favorite winner and very in like a lot of like recent time i mean nothing else comes to mind uh yeah and i mean looking at the other um, the american fiction was a surprise uh yeah. killers of course we were expecting mm-hmm. poor things was a fun one and then uh, our boy john williams never <laughs> fails just, just, just never fails i am yeah. more of the score <laughs> yes yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah anyone not have ludwig here yeah, yeah. he's the winner. Yeah, yeah unless is... they want to honor Williams because he's got nothing no. else on He's got, he's got enough. He's got three. We're good. I, I, I think, he, and he probably knows that too. No, he does. <laughs> he's. I don't even think he shows up to be honest. No, no, God, no. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he showed and, up to the Fablemans. I know that. So. Oh, he did. Yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Fablemans is a Spielberg movie and all that, and it was, it was, it was actually a Best Picture player. So, mm-hmm. and he's R- the only thing for Indiana Jones. R.I.P. to the real number two in this category, which is Spider Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yes, I was gonna say the Boy in the Heron. That, was, that's yeah, that's more. Yeah, yeah. One's incredible. Mo- yeah. More, yeah. more on that movie in a little bit. Oh yes. Yeah. Not letting Dave talk about it. Well, yeah, there's, 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 <laughs> oh, there's such I... a thing as will win and should win. We'll get into that. How about yeah. that? <laughs> so moving on to sound, we'll go to Hunter on this one. Oh, give me the one that's actually not finalized yet, really. Um, only because I would, I am going with Oppenheimer at this moment. Zone of Interest did win the BAFTA. Mm-hmm. There's something there. Not, not, but this movie or this category tends to favor loud, bombastic movies, which is definitely what Oppenheimer is. Zone is very quiet, but effective in this one. But we still actually don't, we have the Cinema Audio Society and the Motion Picture Sound Editors or something awards still haven't taken place yet. I think they're tomorrow, today or something, or maybe they're yesterday. I don't know. I know Oppenheimer was nominated there. And if it wins that, then I will, you know, 100% go with Oppenheimer. No worry about it. I'm really not too torn right now, but. The zone of interest is climbing a lot, and the sound work in that movie is some of the most ingenious use I've seen in a long time. So, All right. going with Oppenheimer, and I'm ninety percent going to stick with it. But yeah. all right, Sean, there. what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think there's yeah, the, the BAFTA, unfortunately, because zone of interest is so damn British. Like they were just like, let's yeah. get our opportunity to get it in. Yeah, I. I really think Zone of Interest really deserves this. So there is a part mm-hmm. of me that puts my heart behind this. And maybe, just maybe, because Oppenheimer's already going to win like 20 awards, that just maybe they could squeak in a Zone of Interest win for this. And like, there's like, I think it'll be very interesting to watch those two awards uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, God, this this category is just made for something like the Zone of Interest. But I, I will probably go for Oppenheimer. Man, do you know what would have been ideal, fellas, if this category oh, no, was... <laughs> um, If this category was, um, I don't know, here's a wild fucking idea. Split, and we could honor both films? Just well, which, which, which one would you give? Yeah, which what? goes which? Oppenheimer goes editing, I think. Editing, yeah. Yeah. Mixing yeah. for Zone of Interest, yeah. 
Either way, we both. I'd, I'd go the opposite way sometimes. See, the I don't sound, know what either of them meant, so I was no. always happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's what I think and what I want is two different things. Because I think the sound editing, all those different sounds, well, I guess the different sounds in Opera are really we, cool, too. Nobody knows oh, yeah. what those two meant. Yeah. I know what they mean, but I just don't know what to pick. But it would just be like, hey, we the two best sound work of the year get the Oscars, and we can move yeah. on, and everyone will be happy. Yeah, no, but, you know one of them would go to fucking Maestro, though. No, music! That is true. It would be a good way. I do remember with mixing, it was always the musicals that yeah. got mixing for some reason, like Whiplash. Yeah. Uh, and then the one yeah. year I remember that Hacksaw Ridge won it. They just flipped them around. But I do, yeah. I do think... Or like, Bohemian Rhapsody wins both. Yeah. Like, cowards. Yeah. I do think the BAFTA play that Sean mentioned is right. I was thinking the same, that... It's the UK submission. Of course, they were going to give it a lot of love at the BAFTA. I don't think it's going to matter in the end. I do think Oppenheimer takes us amongst its many Oscars it's winning. Uh, Jack, you're at Opp- on Oppenheimer here as well. I'm on Oppenheimer, uh, but I must say I do still have uh, flashbacks to the All Quiet on the Western Front mini sweep of mm-hmm. last year. So I do think if there's any, we continue to see BAFTA and the Oscars just kind of merge in terms of like their winners uh, more on that later. But that's certainly a category that I could see zone just popping up in, but I do have Oppenheimer for the time being. Uh, you know what I was thinking with, you mentioned all quiet, like after every single win at the Oscars, the score of all quiet should just play. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Uh, Great. <laughs> I, I will say uh, Cinema Society was last night and Oppenheimer won. So. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and the MPSC is tonight. Oppenheimer's nominated, not, not Zone of Interest. So, Those, you know. so yeah. it's, 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 it's again, it's, that's why I said 90%. So 95% chance now. Yeah. I'm looking. <laughs> Darren, Oppenheimer? Yeah, Oppenheimer. All righty. Uh, moving on to a category that I will not be facetious and joke that it's a hard category because it actually is not as easy as the others. So I'll give it to Derek. Actually, I'll give it to Sean. Visual effects. Uh, this uh, goes to Oppenheimer. Move on. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened there? <laughs> this is like the cinematography with Top Gun Maverick last year where it's like, that's the lead. What are we doing? So we have um, the creator, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxies, Mission Impossible, Napoleon. Uh, Sean, have fun. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I I I'm I'm on the internet, so I guess I'm supposed to pick Godzilla minus one. But um, like everybody is saying that, I think that there's a world where uh, they're they're outsiders in the industry. I don't like I I see I since the creator was released, I saw the creator winning this kind of like an X Machina win, where it's subtle, it's robots, mm-hmm. it's a very subtle win. Um, I guess if I was gonna pick just very quickly, Napoleon possibly. But Napoleon just really doesn't have a lot of juice. It, it was kind of a shock that it got nominated for anything at all. Um, I'm I'm really going with the creator here. I know that it's not an enthusiastic pick, like like in terms of um like the actual movie. People didn't really get behind in love, but I think everyone was agreed was agreed on how good it looked. So I think you got to give it to the creator here. But it's not as easy as uh, you know. Yeah, Jack, what about you? I'm siding with the creator as well, and I'm so happy you brought up that 2015 comparison because that was exactly my thought as well. Uh, I I do hope Godzilla can pull it out just because yeah. I I think it is such a such an achievement they were able to do that much with so little, and really a statement to you know the hundred million dollar movies are like look what we can do. What are y'all doing? Um, so it really is between those two. I 
like you said, I don't think any of the other three really, I don't think, can come in. Uh, maybe Napo- Napoleon. I mean, that's kind of surge in popularity. I don't know now that like the whole Academy is voting for everything, but I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the creator just for that same reason too, of kind of the kind of sublimity of it all and kind of blending in with like almost realism almost. Hunter. It's kind of funny. We know it's going to win in a year from now, but we don't know it's going to win in a week from now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot easier than when we just say, what's going to win in 2025? Like, we already know that one. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Oppenheimer wins CCA, Poor Things win BAFTA. Oops, none of them are nominated here, so have fun with this. I probably am going with the creator as well, only because it got a pretty clean sweep at like the Visual Effects Society Awards. Not that that's some huge precursor that you know is going to totally shift my thinking over but it's something and right now i kind of just need something to pick something so it's between that and godzilla minus one because that one actually has a lot of uh passion behind it and if the creator wins it will be probably the like least talked about winner in so long yeah. like just yeah. because yeah. nobody cares about that movie even though the visual effects are great it's just one of those for most of these winners recently have been big movies or like best picture kind of style movies or something and this is just a eh so it does that put, puts a little wrinkle in it. And Darren, what do you got here? I've got the creator. Like if it's between that or Godzilla. I was a big fan of the creator, so I would love to see it get that Oscar push and everyone go check it out on I know it's on Disney Plus up here. If it's you know Disney Plus or Hulu down there, like yep. it'd just be nice to get some people to watch that because it got done dirty in its marketing campaign and no one saw yep. it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I was on Napoleon until it didn't win anything. Because it was nominated. I thought it was going to win BAFTA. Napoleon. Sorry. And then I don't like Napoleon. So the fact that like I was going to go for it, I was like, whatever. But it stopped. It didn't win at all. And then once the creator won uh, the guild, I was like, ah, I guess I'll go with the creator and hope, like you guys, for a Godzilla upset. That kind of would be the one of, one of the funnest moments of the evening. So mm-hmm. moving on to... Best makeup and hairstyling. We are going to go to Darren on this one. Well, there's a clear winner. There's possible upsets <laughs> that could happen, but this is Maestro's one award. Like the work there on Bradley, the tournaments and Leonard Bernstein is just unparalleled. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Sean, where are you on here? It's just just like it feels weird that Cooper is not a runaway hit. It feels weird that like yeah. Maestro isn't like this like solid, definite, without a doubt winner. And people are like, well, it could be Golda or it could be uh, Poor Things. A lot of people are saying Poor Things, and you know, yeah, God bless it. Willem Dafoe does look pretty freaky, but it, it mm-hmm. you know, and also the Academy does go for the overdone thing sometimes, and you know that that is mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe's face. Um, but, uh, you gotta, you gotta go with, uh, Maestro on this. It just feels weird that I don't feel like absolutely perfect hundred percent on it, which is (laughs) kind of bonkers. I'm with you. Like I was thinking we were talking about, uh, poor things before this does and would continue this rando stat that people love to point out with acting wins, matching, um, makeup wins. And while (laughs) the makeup, Important things is not specifically on Emma. It does continue to coincide with that weird stat. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I'm going with my show. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like this should have been a complete sweep the entire season as well, and it has not been. So, 
would not shock me if poor things takes it in the end, but um, yeah, I'm going with Maestro. Uh, although I want to give a shout out to Oppenheimer. I really think the makeup work in there is phenomenal, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's much more subtle in the transition through the decades. But I, mm-hmm. I think that move, the makeup in that movie is phenomenal. Uh, Hunter, where are you at here? I mean, that rando stat was my base for Bradley Cooper winning the Oscar this year. <laughs> yeah. I was like, big makeup, big makeup, best actor winner. That is how it it's going to happen. Come on. Yeah. It, yeah, literally. So, yeah, no, I think Maestro was the, been the de facto winner we've had for like 12 months now at this point since we first did it. But the path has not been as easy as it, I don't want to say should have been or what we thought it would have been. It's really thing. But it did win, did win two big awards at the Makeup Guilds this past week, which is a big get after it kind of lost a few. And I this category, not that that's how voters think, it. they don't tend, like, movies like Vice and Bombshell in here that are mm-hmm. you know, not the most well-liked movies uh, mm-hmm. between all the other bigger ones, but it doesn't really matter here if the makeup's big and it's actor transformations and stuff. It, that's enough juice to get it over the line, I think. Alrighty. And Darren, you're on Maestro as well? Yes. All right. Cool. Maestro, yeah. Alrighty. Costume design. I'll take this one. Oof. Uh we have Barbie Killers, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, poor things. Um Man <sighs> Obviously this is between two. Um I don't think it's as slam dunk as I once thought mm-hmm. for a specific movie. I felt very confident in July that two specific categories are going to these movies, and I do not anymore. Mm-hmm. But I will go with Jacqueline Duran and go down with the ship, and I'm going to go Barbie here. Um, I feel zero confidence in that prediction. <laughs> Just want to point that out there. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to ride with Barbie with about 25% confidence on this. Uh, Jack, what do you got here? Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I've got Barbie here, and I guess I'll just go on and give a spoiler for down the road. Like you thought at one point that they'd go in line, I think these categories split, and I think yeah. I think one movie gets one, and mm-hmm. another, the other movie gets the other, and I could be completely wrong, and they win the opposite things, but I am fairly confident, I'm kind of confident i should say that out of those two i think they might fight first for costume design over production design hunter what do you got here i'm just basically doing the opposite of you dave where i'm doubling down on one movie i'm picking poor things for both categories the same logic as jack one could win production one could win costume the other could win that one could win both but you know something happens who knows I think Poor Things is surging a little bit at the right time. It won the BAFTA at the right time. Fuck it. That's all I really want. I could have flipped a coin. I, I, there is no like bad argument here because there's really no good argument either. Uh, Sean, what do you got here? There's this really silly narrative going around where it's like for against Barbie that says like, mm-hmm. well, all of those uh, outfits have already been designed for Barbies. And I'm like, well, that's the case for a lot of like history making kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like mm-hmm. I, it yeah. just seemed like this weird like uh, case against it. That being said, it 
it's it's about the most for me. And so Barbie is definitely my very close second place. But mm-hmm. I think Poor Things just, you know, has the most. And Oscars often go for what has the most. And yep. um, once again, though, this is this is a real dead heat. And, you know, I look at the other ones. It's kind of a bummer that Killers of the Flower Moon isn't going to grab this one. Because yeah. um, yeah. those costumes are really that, – that, like, barely eked in a nomination. And I was yeah. so surprised yeah. by that because – that has some great costumes, and but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with poor things. But just like everyone else here, I don't feel good. Yeah, Darren, are you split the tie? Because right now it's two Barbie, two poor things. We're gonna push Barbie ahead to our winner, but <laughs> like you, Dave, I'm at like maybe forty yeah. percent confidence on that one. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? With the split, I feel better in Barbie in costume, but like, we'll find out what happens next Sunday. <laughs> Jack, production design. <laughs> to recap what i said earlier i do think this is between poor things and barbie unlike costume design though i do think poor things gets this one edged out uh just because i'm not sure most of the movie is more production design they go to the real world and then you know you kind of lose it but you know barbie land is just the, the probably the location of the year i would say like very popular so i'm again hesitantly writing out with poor things but i could very easily eat those words very interesting trajectory with production design specifically because barbie swept the like the critic season yeah. mm-hmm. and then when we switched over to the the guilds it switched over back to poor things which is weird i thought it would actually be reverse and then barbie mm-hmm. would just dominate and take the oscar so uh yeah, just a very weird turn of events. And Hunter, you said you're going poor things here, right? I'm going poor things in that it's won some more. It's won the major guilds and precursors for this one, which is what I'm going to use to break up the dead heat. And I'm also same with costume design, production design. I tend to this category tends to favor more historical movies, period mm-hmm. pieces, and whatnot. Not that that's a reason people are voting for it, and not that that you know isn't going to happen here, but it's one extra little motivation I have to vote to pick pick it. <laughs> Sean, what do you got? I don't think vote splitting occurs in these technical categories, but you know what? If we're going to like talk about a vote splitting thing where, you know, Barbie and poor things end up at this even heat, like who knows? Maybe a Killers of the Flower movie yeah. come in. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. nice. like production. It's not, that's, that's been like very like low key in the industry. Um, but that being said, I think I'm going for poor things. But once again, and I guess I'm falling for these narratives, but there's the narrative in Barbie where it's like, well, some of it takes place in the real world. And so that part's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but then the Mattel company is some of the best production design I've seen. I'm so glad you brought that yeah. up because come I get very on, annoyed man. when people are like, but wait a minute, when they go to the real world, the production design, it sucks. I'm like, literally the office is is designed to look like the Jacques the Jacques Tati film Playtime, Playtime. and like do you not like if you're supposed to be the cinephile like that un, that appreciates movie history and you can't even realize that and see that from the jump I'm like come on man you gotta you gotta open your brain up a little bit on these things so like my preferred winner is Barbie to be honest with you uh I will go for poor things to just I do see a split happen but we always talk about here every year how the Oscars tell a story throughout the evening. If Barbie wins production design, costume design, and song, specific category that's coming up in a few minutes, does that start making you think about things? 
This I is an all quiet on the Western Front thing where everyone was like, all quiet on the yeah, Western yeah, Front, yeah, yeah, this yeah. picture. And it's like, no, everything everyone all wants didn't lose anything yet. Like, yeah, well, like, yeah. Everything everyone wants still. Oh, I would, oh I'm not. I'm not talking about picture. I'm not talking about picture. I'm talking. Oh, that could be something. That's okay. what I'm talking about. Oh no no no! no. Listen, yeah. picture it. <laughs> it's it's it. over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's... No, we're gonna we're gonna be talking for for the next hour. We'll be talking about adapted screenplay because yeah. that's going anywhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, but I am going with poor things, hoping for the Barbie win in in production design as well. Uh, everyone went here on this one. I didn't, but right. it's poor things. It's a case of mm-hmm. the most versus Barbie's really subtle. Like Barbie Land, it's very subtle. The houses, the building, it's great, but I don't think it's gonna win. All right, Darren, I'll I'll, I'll leave you with a. I'll get. I'll give you a a, a softball, editing, <laughs> okay. film editing, Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing really else to say there, no. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, nothing else could really win. I want to like, I want to give shout outs. The rest of them are great editing. So like, yeah, why not? yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it's Oppenheimer. Yeah. Anything you wish was here? Um, uh, how to blow up a pipeline. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'd, I, like I, I would say zone of interest is mine as well. It's yeah. in my personal lineup. Mm-hmm. Cause that movie really just takes you for a ride with every edit. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't kick anything out. Well, maybe, maybe poor things, but like I got nothing against that movie either. So, you know, you can oh. only have five slots. That's what it is. Jack. Cinematography. Okay. Oppenheimer. Yep. And yeah. this one's even more because it's it's a, a first time Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And also like he he like they were honored in uh they were honored together, Nolan and uh Hoyt in uh Dunkirk, and some people thought like that should have been uh one that they should have uh grabbed. Mm-hmm. Um and so you know, I mean, Hoyt did, did Nope last year, which was like also like a very underrated cinematography. So I think he's going to mm-hmm. be due for the win here. Yeah, there's I don't again. One of those is there really a number two? I guess it would be Rodrigo Prieto. Probably we still yeah. we still have ASC coming up tomorrow today yeah. next week. I don't remember actually at this point. There could but have been I, this narrative with Rodrigo and Barbie and like you know, yeah, yeah yeah, but mm-hmm. it never really caught fire. I would have. Honestly, just bring Barbie in and kick out El Conde. <laughs> Whatever. He does look like nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I kick out probably. Don't even. Because I'm looking at it. I love the cinematography of Maestro. Killers speaks for itself. Yeah. Poor things in Oppenheimer. Con- Sorry, El Conde gets. Yeah. I would switch yeah, that for Barbie, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Anyone not have Hoyt here? All right, great. That That's an, <laughs> another easy one. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna skip adapted and do original first. I had adaptive yes. next on my lineup. Um, original, Darren, why don't you take us to original? Um, like I can see it going either way. I'm just kind of going based on trajectory over the award season, so I'm siding with Anatomy of a Fall. It's got that big Sandra Hewler moment where they're playing the video and she and her husband are just fighting for like what is that, ten or fifteen minutes straight. The dialogue is just ripping. Like that scene really sticks out, which feels like something you want to have for the screenplay win. But then it could also be past lives, which I would love to see win something because it deserves something. So I do have some stats, but I'll wait until I go till my turn on this. Uh, Sean, what do you got here? 
So I do have Anatomy of a Fall as well. Um, Past Lives has the, uh, you know, hey, it only got nominated for uh, Picture and Screenplay, which was Women Talking's trajectory last year. Mm-hmm. And so there's a yeah. part that says, hey, they only put it in there for that, which I'll take. Um, mm-hmm. And I would love to see that. Also, I will just say The Holdovers, just because, like, I think yeah. in another world, that movie was so beloved by everyone on the planet mm-hmm. that I just think that, like, there's something where that could sneak in. I'm still going Anatomy of a Fall. It feels like the right one. It feels like it won the right precursors. But uh, God, it's tough. And, and God bless WGA for going after the Oscars. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Do you think if Payne was nominated for writing, he would be our winner? I almost think that might hurt it. Just hurt. He's already won, too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Jack, what do you got here? I I too have Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, and then, yeah, like, like they said, I've, I was totally expecting the holdovers this to just be its award, particularly after uh, after Barbie got switched over to adapted. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think I think it pretty much is going to have this to be its Oscar, and then Past Lives I too would love to see because I saw that recently and I absolutely loved it. And I mean, even Maestro, I was glad that got in here, but this category is definitely nowhere near as as confusing as what we're going to talk about later. <laughs> and Hunter, what do you got? Yeah, this this is a fun category in terms of the biggest precursor winner of the season was Barbie. So, and that's <laughs> not, not here. So, oh, but at the same time, Anatomy Fall won the Golden Globe. It dominated the European Film Awards, the BAFTAs, the Cesars. Not that those are big ones, but that shows it's got all the international support in the abs- in the world. And the holdovers in past lives could never make that jump into the clear number one position, so I can't, I can't say their only win of the season will be an Oscar. When yeah. Anami Falls absolutely surging right now and showing a clear path to win. Yeah, so I am, <clears throat> I too am also going with Anatomy of a Fall, but this would be only the seventh time in the history of the Oscars that an international screenplay would win the Oscar. It happened with Parasite in 2019, yeah. but then you have to go all the way back to 2002. Talk to her. For Talk to Her. Then we got to go all the way back. So, I'm like still going. Here a couple times. I'm still going <laughs> to 19, 1966, A Man and a Woman. Oh, I did hear that that was the oh, one. French, yeah. French movie, yeah. Then we have in 1962, Divorce Italian Style. What a phenomenal oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have 1956, we have The Red Balloon. That one, dang, okay. That got in for, wow. <laughs> and then we have 1945, Marie Louise. So I will say to that stat, um, that with the like the academy growing more mm-hmm. and more international, mm-hmm. that that's yeah. that's going to be like yeah. like tough in a few years where it's going to be like every other year. I mean, think about it. We have technically two international films in Best Picture, which is sort of pretty stunning at its own right. Like yep. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. happened before. No, and first so time. I think that's just going to keep on growing. Which one? It, you're right. It's the first time it's oh, happened. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Like it's just going to keep on growing um, and growing as we go. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, un- deserving winner. Would love for past lives to win, but I have no. I love Anatomy of a Fall, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also think we've had an international film and screenplay the last like five years. Oh, basically, yeah. yeah. Every... Worst person in the world got into. Yeah, also. worst person yeah. drive my car, which was adapted. But like every year, there's now an international mm-hmm. feature in there compared to the 
you know, past 90 years where it would be rare if someone even got mm-hmm. nominated. So, Hunter, take us home on adapted screenplay. Fuck you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to talk. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Despite its only nomination at the BAFTAs being for adapted screenplay, American Fiction still won over Oppenheimer and Poor Things, which basically cleaned up the rest of the show. And it won the CCA Award over those two films as well. And it's nominated for the WGA, which you have a field day theorizing who's going to win now. <laughs> and not that it really happens. The true wild card is still Barbie. Yeah. It hasn't competed against any of these movies at all. And then Oppenheimer could easily just go full Birdman and just be like, here you go. Take every above the line category that you could win. So I'm going to go with American Fiction because it's been winning stuff and it's beaten the odds in a lot of places that I kind of thought it wouldn't have won it. Won it. So I'm, I'm going to go with that one. Probably I actually have Oppenheimer number two at this point. Jack. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much the same, even down to the second placer. I think American Fiction has really surprised me this award season. You know, the passion is certainly there and this is definitely going to be the place where it gets rewarded. Uh, and then, yeah, I do think the... Uh, the gerwig bombback combo can certainly push Barbie, especially with the uh, however much impact the outcry of her director omission might play into that potentially. Um, and then, yeah, like Hunter said, Oppenheimer could just get thrown in for the ride for the multiple that it's going to win. So I'm sticking with American fiction, but I could feasibly see about three of these happening. Poor things in zone of interest. I don't really think so. Darren, what do you got? begrudgingly i'm saying american fiction (laughs) it's a fun movie but i feel like the weakest point is the screenplay in that film so i'm kind of surprised it's got like really high highs but then it dips and it's like okay like i like i always say i loved it with spike lee did it better with bamboozled but (laughs) yeah um, i think the one that upsets is barbie though i think you know you've got the Greta missing director, which is what got Sarah Polly the screenplay last year for Women Talking. There's the outcry of it being pushed out of original into adapted. Like I think there's just enough cards in its corner that could push some people who would have otherwise voted American fiction to vote for Barbie because they would have voted for it elsewhere had they been able to. Sean. God, I have no idea. Like, I mean, I, I guess I'm like thinking American fiction at the top, not just because of that BAFTA win, but because the BAFTAs are, um, I don't want to make accusations on here, but let's say the BAFTAs aren't really too kind to any colorful nominees. And so it was kind of surprising to see them give it to um, an American film with American in the title and also mm-hmm. with African American people in it. And I, like, so that alone, like, says that it sent it over. Also, this is a, you know, although it's a very, very established writer, this is a first-time writer. Very mm-hmm. exciting to have a first-time writer. That often goes to a screenplay, um, you know, thinking back in, like, Jordan Peele and all that. Um, and uh, so that could also um, drive it home. Um, God, it's so tough with Barbie, though, because are the, are the Oscars going to be uh, fun or are they going to be snooty? And screenplay mm-hmm. is a tricky one with that. I think American Fiction, going back to that again, it makes fun of writers, which they like. They love getting made yeah. fun of. And so they'll, they could go with it there. Um, I 
poor things felt like the winner for a very long time. This is one of those ones that I didn't mention at the beginning where I'm just like, I had poor things for the longest time being like, it's the weird one. It's the weird one that won't win best picture. So give it a poor things because they'll, that'll mm-hmm. get the screenplay. Tony McNamara has a lot of juice. Um, and then Oppenheimer is the best screenplay of the year for me. I, uh, I, yeah, I agree. Like, like I agree. How they can adapt. That, that was a good adaptation. Of yeah. How they do it. Um, so I, I, God, I'm, I'm, I'm thin on American fiction, but I think just because of what it did there, I'm going for it, but I may change my mind last minute. Alrighty. So, uh, I always do something ridiculous on these predictions. So no of interest. So, no of yeah. interest. Uh, so <laughs> last year I was the only one on here that picked Jamie Lee Curtis to win the Oscar and then I was getting eye rolls from everybody on well, here. All right. Was was it was it mostly because she won the SAG or was it because she starred in Halloween? Is that is that what well, was half your reason? A little bit of both. Yeah. But yeah. it was my final prediction at the God, end of the I'm day. It was so hard. It, it was. Wrong with me? I was on three podcasts and I made the same prediction on three podcasts and never, I got the same like what what makes you think that? Uh, well, I, 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 got, I don't know who would tell you that was terrible though because who the hell knew who's going to win supporting actors? Yeah, yeah. They just I, I would say I Jimmy Curtis was my third place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't think it was her, but yeah, like. like... Nobody I, could confidently say it was somebody else. Yeah, I no, just I, I wasn't I just, confident, but I, no, I just went with her just because of the narrative yeah. of the movie, and I think she's the reason the movie wins Best Picture. But that you yeah. know, mm-hmm. we we talk mm-hmm. we could talk about it another time. Uh, this year, my big wild prediction was America Ferrera getting nominated, and she was nominated. So you're unstoppable. No, I will <laughs> yeah. probably be stopped here, but I am go I am going. So Hunter made the first good point. The they have not competed against each other. And there is nothing for me to even remotely be confident in this prediction. Um, I do feel something, I think it was Jack that mentioned the idea of like this backlash or regret in not getting the director nomination. And, you know, that that's going to be a conversation for years upon years if, if or whatever. I do think Barbie's winning WGA in original. Not like it matters. But I do think it will have original would have had original going in, and I do think American Fiction would have won adapted. Then we go into Oscar night with both of them winning WGA, and then neither one of them winning the Globe, mm-hmm. and then you have American Fiction winning BAFTA. That's the one. It's it. It reminds me and of Critics a, Choice. Well, that's what Critics Choice doesn't matter. Like, oh, but now it doesn't matter. Yeah, because you want to make an argument. Well, no, I've I've never thought that Critics Choice mattered because I've I've uh, gone on this podcast even as opposed to the couple of weeks ago where I said I thought the Giamatti winning actor was one of the most laughable things you could possibly imagine because he wants Critics Choice. Everyone thinks, oh, Paul Giamatti's going to win, but one lead actor. I'm like, since when do people care so much about Critics Choice? It's never been a precursor that I've I care more about the Globes than I do Critics' Choice, to be honest. Critics' Choice is the organization that predicts, that tries to predict the Oscars that wouldn't even give Michelle Yeoh lead actress last year. That's what I think about Critics' no, Choice. But what about when uh, First Cow won Critics' Choice and then went on to get <laughs> yeah, Oscars, yeah. including Best Picture? Like, so it's, like, you get, like, deba- debating is one thing, and I do agree, like, Hunter, with what you're saying, like, am I using it as part of my, my, my argument right now absolutely i am but that's also like based on fact i'm not trying to switch the narrative around of what critics choice really is i mean the year parasite won best picture that was the um it was the most the best reviewed movie of the year and they didn't even give it best picture they gave it a once upon a time in hollywood because they want to predict the oscars yeah. so in turn like 
and it, I'm not using Critics' Choice because Barbie won original screenplay at Critics' Choice, so I'm not going to use that as an argument either. So I, I'm i going to go with Barbie. I'm going to just say I'm going to write it out. I'm going to go with Barbie. Uh, I'm going to say you guys may be right. I'm going to say you guys are likely right on this one as opposed to last year. I felt I will say I felt more confident with Jamie Lee last year than I am with, mm-hmm. with Barbie yeah. this year. However, I feel that it just feels like an Oscar moment. I look at like, I'm a very big fan of going back and looking at Oscar clips on YouTube every year. And like, I love watching old wins and this win for this movie that had no right to even be here. A lot of people forget, like, I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, Oh, Barbie should win every single award. But the fact that it's here, that movie is an eight, nine time Academy Award nominee, and that is just an accomplishment on a, its own. But a part of me thinks that's the win for it. That's a that's a fair that's, point as yeah. well. That is a very fair point too. Yeah. Um, I do think the movie. Some the people that like it have their you know justifications. The people that don't have their justifications too. I do think the screenplay is a very strong point of that film, mm-hmm. and the, a lot of the emotional beats work because of the screenplay. Even down like the comedy moments, the emotional moment, everything is based on Greta and Noah's work on that. And I go into the idea of like, man, do we really want to pass giving Noah and Greta their Oscar? Like Mm -hmm. literally you're killing two birds with one stone type of thing. I'm going to go with Barbie. Zero. I made my case. I have no probably will be wrong, but I'm 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 going to go down with the ship on this one and go with Barbie. That's where my heart is for the category. So, like, good for you mm-hmm. going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I lose, I lose. If I if I win on this one, I'd be very, very happy. Um, and yeah, that is that is that on that. I get. I think we're moving on to uh, the two hardest categories of the. Oh yeah, no, three straight hard categories coming up. Best international feature. Uh, Darren, why don't you take us home on that? <laughs> mm, zone of interest. I think is that what we're thinking, guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so tough because there's like a part of me that says like hey maybe society of the snow upsets mm-hmm. but just also no yeah. <laughs> just like absolutely not the nomination precursors are there i will say that whenever i you know like if i talk to normies they like they haven't seen zone of interest they've seen society of the snow and they yeah. think society of the snow is amazing now mm-hmm. normies are kind of sometimes the academy yeah I don't know why we're even talking about this. It's zone of interest. Yeah. Like, it, it's, I, just, yeah. I just wanted to be Anatomy of Fall nominee here too, just so we could oh, really be like that'd be a fun race <laughs> and actually yeah. yeah. would explode if if yeah. Anatomy of Fall was yeah. in here. I think I would have still leaned zone because mm-hmm. they just won the BAFTA, so kind of they have a little bit of the momentum, but like that that would have been and that you get a you get a screenplay winner there yeah that would have been bananas and uh i want to pour one out for taste of things it should have been here taste of things rocks brands can't catch a break man yeah like the one time they went with a risky nom was titan and then it didn't even make the short list those poor bastards titan should have been nominated just one it's funny all this love that palm door winners gets and they just said not to titan come on man that movie fucking rocks well, so damn good. why did it not get nominated? We, we know oh, well, why. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. absolutely. Um, I'm going to, yeah, so I'll skip. No one else has anything but zone of interest here, right? Just, yeah. all right, cool. It is, it is funny. France messed up, so now Britain gets it. Like, centuries <laughs> on later, they still just yeah. can't, can't catch a break. We have two kind of hard categories still remaining, so I will save this one for after. So, uh, 
Hey, Jack, who's one of these supporting actors? <laughs> oh, uh, very happy to report that it was me, the very deserving Divine Joy Randolph, which mm. I had a feeling about when I saw the movie mm. back in November. Yeah. Uh, and man, I'm, I'm glad she's run the distance. She's phenomenal. Yeah. And then Emily Blunt, probably in a very distant second place. Yep. I co-sign any disagreement here, guys. It's, it's Davine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like yeah. it just, all of the precursors are going there. The supporting ones are easy this year. Unlike yeah. Last year. I will. Yeah. I, I did want to add, can she not give a speech with a, like a 47 page paper in her hand? <laughs> Better than a phone. Better than a phone. Yeah, like, I, I, I will think. I think Angela Bassett lost the Oscar because she was on her phone. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah. If, if it's a piece bad. of paper or a napkin or something, at least they wrote on it. You know, there's something yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. It's, like, it's funny. The second place person in this category right now in terms of precursors is Rachel McAdams. God, so doesn't doesn't man. Well, well, Divine Joy ran off first place, fifty precursor wins. Rachel McAdams six. Wow. So you know, Banana. you know, there's there's a, there's a there's a distance there. Yeah, Divine's got this. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, I wouldn't even give this to anybody supporting actor. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it, I mean, I once again I said this in the beginning. It like the the runner up was Charles Melton for me. I mm-hmm. I remember before the nominations came out, mm-hmm. I was like. Charles Melton could dethrone Robert Downey Jr. I think like you know they'll bring in the young stud. They'll bring, and then all of a sudden like he loses uh, out on a sag knob and just completely gets blistered. Weirdest like thing in the world for me. Um, I think there was. I don't know if you guys agree. I think it was. It happens every year with one specific person. The critics, darling, just doesn't sometimes transition. I think people get so ex- people become not you, Sean, just in general, just oh, no, like this was like I, the pr- I, the prisoner I of the, the moment. Yeah. yeah, the prisoner of the moment mentality. It's happened to me too. So I, and then it ended up not happening. But yeah, Robert Downey Jr. I I mean, when I saw Oppenheimer, I was like, oh, he's gonna win the Oscar. It just it's the yeah. type of supporting performance that wins Oscars. Uh, yeah. Anything else you guys want to add here on this? Crazy good category, considering that we have somebody that's yeah. insanely far out front, which is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is I, know, I wish I, I wish De Niro had gotten something. Like, yeah, it's yeah. this. This yeah. is one of his best performances, I think. But I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, it was it is. like you know, De Niro's always like just like kind of like dives into these like mini slumps a while, and then just mm-hmm. comes back with a nom once this, in a while. Uh, like, Sean, yeah. I will not take <laughs> the shade that you just threw on Al Pacino and Robert De Niro's righteous kill. <laughs> <laughs> no, this kill is righteous. <laughs> yeah. No, I gotta pull it up. I was gonna say it for our nomination video. Like the last three Robert De Niro movies he did before The Irishman and Kills of Oh, go for it. Just the most like dog shit movies you'd see. Dirty Grandpa um, was wonderful. What are you? Talking I do. About? Oh, I yeah. do like Dirty Grandpa. I <laughs> yeah, can't was, lie. I do like. He Dirty did Grand- like. He did like Heist, a Dave Bautista VOD movie. He did Dirty Grandpa, Hands of Stone, The Comedian. Boom, he Irishman. Was- Wait, he was in Hands of Stone? I saw Hands of Stone. Yeah, he's the boxer. <laughs> That's the first the time with I saw Grandpa. Anna Darmus. Yeah, The War with Grandpa, The Comeback Trail, Amsterdam. Okay. And then Savage Salvation, a shitty VOD movie. Boom, kills the flower movie. <laughs> it's like, where does this... About what's he my got, father. You know, what's he got next? Back to the trenches, boys. I'll see yeah. you in another four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just like... One. I, that's why I was like, that's that's how you deserve an Oscar winner. You can just turn it on like that. Just Hunter, be like, all right, now I'm going to be like a world class. Hunter, if you have it there, what's he got next? Well, Darren could tell you he was in Ezra at TIFF. Ezra, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a fun, cute uh, movie. It's not like those VOD ones you're mentioning. <laughs> it's, it's a heartwarming one. It's got a wonderful cast. 
He I does have, it. at the end of the year, he has a Barry Levinson film called Alto Nights, where he's playing Frank Costello. And oh, he, oh okay. he's doing two roles. He's playing two oh. roles. So oh, I did hear about this. Yes. Yeah, which Barry Levinson has made a good movie in a long while. Barry Levinson's a fascinating figure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, again, two more shitty VOD, like... <laughs> <laughs> like what is this i mean he's like, having a new oh. kid he's need the money i know but th- it's like that where he'll just just show up and just it's like i mean it's scorsese obviously you're gonna be great but it's just funny that i'm like yeah. yeah my guy al has a movie coming out in a month that no one liked and i think i'm probably still gonna like you should you should watch it oh yeah. i'm gonna watch it it's pacino and keaton i'm not gonna not yeah yeah yeah. um all right so we spend enough time as a supporting actor our dj is gonna win he's gonna give a great speech and uh um, and we'll go from there. Alrighty, Jack. Who's winning director? <laughs> Man, I, was, I keep hoping you give me the fun category to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 the christening. It's Christopher Nolan's yeah. time. About you fucking know. time. Time. Yeah, yeah, and truly, I mean, I'll, I I could say this when we talk about picture, but it just keeps fascinating me that. They just managed to meet like just such in the middle of like the Venn diagram of a mm-hmm. best picture winner. Like yeah. you got the prestige, the popularity somehow, which is like, you know, Christopher Nolan. But I mean, a billion dollars for this movie is insane, to say the least. Um, and I think he absolutely deserves it. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be great. So <laughs> interesting. Like if you really think about the totality of like the Oppenheimer issue of it all. I think people questioned it, including ourselves for a bit because Nolan directed it, but as a movie that it's catnip, everything about Oppenheimer is catnip mm-hmm. to the Academy. You remove the Nolan name and you'd have no doubt about it. And yeah. you'd have, it's just, yeah, the fact it's a hundred percent. And you'd have the, and it would become the movie that everyone hates in the, and uh, Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> it's someone it's, else it's somehow year. surviving the backlash. Yeah, that's the part that yeah. I don't. Yeah, I kept yeah. on waiting for that backlash campaign or it anything, never, and it's been came. non-existent. Everyone just still yeah. adores it, and it came out on God bless us all, Peacock at the right time. <laughs> like I, I watched <laughs> right. it a couple of times on Peacock hey, the yeah. way Nolan wanted me to see it, yeah. and <laughs> I, I just think that that was like it's 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 not it's not slowing down at all. By the and way, I, Sean, mm. the transition to Peacock. It, the transfer to Peacock is fucking terrible. I saw it on yeah. Peacock. It yeah. like none of the stuff, none of the I I I'm just a physical media junkie, so it's like I have. It doesn't even capture the IMAX scenes on IMAX. It's oh. still Nolan let that happen. Yeah, wow. yeah I was saying no That's, way he would allow that. Was, well, it was very his first time with a new studio. Touche. So, Touche. Yeah, like, but I would think he'd have thing. an iron grip on that. Maybe he was, he was just like the, fuck Peacock. It was on the 4K and the Blu-ray. Like, why was it not on? It's on iTunes. <laughs> three like, it's on everywhere Peacock. else. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Darren. Darren, I thought you're 100 percent right. I thought the transfer was going to be. The transfer from the 4K, which ca- which is all the IMAX stuff, and when I saw it on Peacock like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh man. All right. Anyway, it's yeah. still it's, still fucking massive. It's, so it's it's I know people have made this comparison. It's it's Nolan's Schindler's List, basically. Yeah. Where yeah. Yeah. you look at Spielberg remakes, E.T., Raiders of the Lost Ark, and all these movies that are like yeah. you know cool, but never get the Oscars, and they're like, oh, he's gonna make a World War II movie just to win the Oscars, and it's like, oh wait, no, this is his best movie and like an instant mm-hmm. classic. Yeah. And no, I... you, no one can really look down on this because it's just a 
absolute masterpiece. I mean, he... I, I will say like there's these there, there's it's it's not happening and we're going to get to best picture. It's not happening. Oppenheimer's winning. Oppenheimer's winning. But there are these like theory paths to something upsetting Oppenheimer and best picture. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to listen to those. But just best director, like regardless of any of those like things, yeah, best director okay. is just so solidified. Like it's going to just be a unanimous vote. Sean, do, do you send those people to a sanitarium when they try to argue Good. Oppenheimer's not winning best picture? I, yeah. Listen, I love to hear out different theories. <laughs> Anatomy of the Fall winning sounds fun. It sounds fun. It's just not going to happen. So yeah. It sounds fun. I mean, it's, it's, I, 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 I'd be fun just because we're bored and it's like, yeah, whatever. That's like, let's just, it was so fun. <laughs> yeah. I do think sometimes the boring pick is still the right pick. Oh, yeah. Well, in, this case, oh, yeah. in this case, it is. Yeah. Somehow. Um, <laughs> all right, Jack, you want, you, I'm going to repeat with you since you wanted, you wanted to play ball, lead actress. Wait, are we so are we just not doing animated? <laughs> oh, you wanted animated. I was gonna save that before yeah. picture, but yeah, oh, I, I, I was I was like, is that really gonna be like the last thing we talk about in this rank? Get all the easy stuff. All out right, now. all right, we'll save we'll save it then. Do animated, go for it. Yeah, this is also down to two. Um, and we've had a, a couple roadblocks uh, in terms of precursors, but. This is just giving me 2019 vibes, mm-hmm. like and it's all Toy Story 4 going in, and then bang, missing link, bang, Klaus just pops up, and then all the the waters start to get muddied, and then what happens at the end? It's just Toy Story 4. So I'm kind of getting a similar vibe from this in Spider Verse. Granted, those neither of those two movies were established or were with somebody as established as Miyazaki is, um, but. I mean, I do think that it it can retain the popularity and still pull through, especially because part of me is always just in the back of my head, like, how many of them are watching the movies and how many of them are just, like, voting for, like, what their kids like? Because we can certainly say that that's been the case in times in the past. Um, so I'm still going out with Spider-Verse, uh, but I do think Boy in the Heron can win. Hunter, who you got? Yeah, I'm kind of mad. It's been giving me hope that Boy in the Heron can win this because I really <laughs> wanted to actually because I really love that movie. But I mean, it's closer than I, I mm-hmm. ever thought it was going to be. Honestly, I really thought that like Boy in the Heron got like New York Film Critics Circle prize, and I was like, well, that's it. Sorry, I mean, that's all it's going to get all season, and it'll be a bummer. But it's got a lot more. But Spider Verse has won other stuff. It's won PGA and uh, the Annie Awards. It absolutely swept. I have never looked up how. The Annie Wars can get a little political sometimes, I found out, but yeah, correlation, there's something to it. The corre- uh, to answer your question, the correlation is not strong with the Annie's, yeah. but the fact that it's swept is still something not yeah, to it. It's one of those words, like, the correlation might not be great, but if you win every single category you're in, I'm like, well, at that point, there's something to be said there. I'm going with Across the Spider-Verse. I really, really hope this boy in the Heron. I'd be so happy. Sean, what do you got here? I, it's tough between those two. And I, we, we've been, the, the study of release dates is the most fascinating thing. Cause it used to be your film had to come out on Christmas mm-hmm. to get the attention. Then recently, especially now with Oppenheimer in July and everything ever all once in April, like the, the release dates have been like further back. And I think the release date negatively affected across the spider verse. Cause mm, when that came early. out, it was like, well, this is going to win best picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like people were like absolutely in awe of this movie. And I think since then it's popularity wore off. And then, 
Boy and the Heron started winning those precursors. Yeah, sure, not the Annie's, but like a lot of the other like you know big award shows, their animated category. Um, I mean, BAFTA, of course, is going to go with something a bit more international. Um, mm-hmm. Globe was an interesting win for me because um, that's the one that started off the end of the Spider Verse mm-hmm. discourse, which was yeah. one of the most fascinating. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Boy and the Heron, um, but god it's gonna be so close um mm-hmm. I, you know they say miyazaki's gonna make another film but it might be in 10 years and he's an 80 year old who chain smokes so god <laughs> <laughs> the, guy's, like, the yeah. guy's gonna be on stage with a cigarette that poor dude <laughs> like, yeah. like... oh man but I, um I, I i don't know i think there's there's a love for miyazaki here where you know unfortunately i i loved the movie as well uh, but i think there there may be a miyazaki bump um but uh, as opposed to like, there's there's official. Like, I, I don't know if it's controversy, but with uh, some of the directors not being named in Spider Verse because you mm-hmm. can only have five mm-hmm. directors, and so I don't know if that that hurts a chance of a movie at all. But uh, I think Boy and the Heron just has that clean break. I don't. It's tough though. Uh, Darren, what do you got? I'm torn. My mind is saying pick Spider Verse, but I think there is a world where the Boy and the Heron walks away like. Even if Miyazaki has one more film, this is the one you want to give the Oscar to for his final Oscar. This was the swan song. I wish they didn't announce another film until after the Academy Awards. Mm. If that had happened, it would be a very different narrative for the film. And it's just a, a delightful film. So Hunter knows how I feel about it. We were both there at that tip morning press screening in mm. that madness. And it was great. So I'll be yeah. the... I'll be the Debbie Downer. I don't yeah, I like. Know. I don't like the Boy and Heron one, yeah, yeah, one yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. I understand. It's a weird ass movie. So I'll, I'll give. Like I was. Like I remember. I walked out and I was like, I don't get it, but I think I love it. So uh, I, I understand people's uh, vitriol towards you. You haven't been. On, you haven't been on in a while. So this is just repeating stuff that Hunter hates when I repeat. So I will say it here again. Yeah, I'm gonna hate yeah. it again. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I, I when I watched the Boy and the Heron, I just saw Danny DeVito and Bird cosplay, and and then uh-huh. and then a, a game of Jenga at the end that's literally yeah, what i saw I'm, with the boy in there an animated movie challenged you and you you crumbled like a no, tower. absolutely <laughs> not i did not crumble i just i i, I just didn't i really didn't vibe yeah, with yeah. it i i i handled this the way hunter would handle watching 80s horror just like fall into pieces and just, just like did, I'd you cast just aside, yeah. 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 yeah but no i yeah. like realistically it does have a chance to win but I will be going with the I'll go with Spider-Verse for the domination of Annie and most importantly, the PGA win. I think that's important, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If I rem- was Boy in the Heron even nominated for PGA, which that would hey. let me let me let me check that out real quick. Uh, PGA 2023, 2024. Let me see. Because if it wasn't, then that makes my... It was. It, it was. was. So it beat it at PGA, so... That's a tough but what's that the voters PGA? Is it international? Or is it more... Yeah, so... I mean, either way, it's a compelling conversation. It's a, yeah. it's fun that it's at least a race. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, and it so just... For the last, go ahead. last, what, eight winners of PGA have won the animated Oscar? I, I believe think? so, I think the, yeah. the Lego movie is the last one to win. PGA and not Oscar. Another, tra- another travesty. Yeah. Definitely couldn't win. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going with Spider-Verse. I think it's a deserving winner for me specifically. Um, but I do think it just opens up a world of conversation about they really have a hard time giving sequels easy wins. Like, if a sequel is going to win the Oscar, it's going to be very challenging. I mean, look at Toy Story 4, like as the recent example. It just barely crossed the finish line to win. 
And that's another one where I think if you really want to talk about the number two there really wasn't klaus maybe but that really wasn't yeah yeah there being two number twos this time there actually is it is a number two so... yeah yeah right. <laughs> that was a race that had i saw my body or what did i saw my body oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, movie. yeah. i love that movie but wow that was that was quite the eclectic uh, collection all right last three here uh sean lead actor Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I think you, you kind of have to just give it to Killian Murphy at this point. I mean, let's face it this way. Um, I have not gone. I have not predicted four for four for SAGs in the past couple of years. And the Oscars have gone four for four for SAGs. So I'm done pussyfooting around and I'm just going four for four for SAGs. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of being freaking wrong. So uh, I'm going Killian Murphy. No, I, I think at this point, you know, uh, like, keep, oh, it's a it's a kind of a wild pick though. Like I said, it, you know, normally it would go to the more heavily made up um, one, or you know, I thought it was going to be Paul Giamatti for the sake of like the um, I don't know the, the 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 people's connection to it and everything, the the heartwarming connection. But Killian Murphy just kind of that movie is his. That's a lead actor performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to talk about some stats, Mister Stack Guy, because. Um, uh, this is this is what I noticed first. 2003 movies, uh, the Oscars for the 2003 movies, Tim Robbins, Sean Penn, Mystic River both win. 2013 uh, movies, uh, Jared Leto and uh, Matthew McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club win. Uh, 2023 movies, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. and Killian Murphy probably going to win. Uh, the I, have, I have a better fact for you. There's a big one here. There's Go a big it. one. You're talking about the correlation with Best Picture? Best picture actor uh, and supporting actor. Don't but... don't spoil it for the guys because I want them to guess this one. So I, I, I want to just message it to you to see if I got it without looking. At oh it. yeah, yeah. Message it to me while. Wait, how many how many instances of there are there? There's a few, sure that... but it's I, been. I, I think I know one. I'll, I'll wait till yeah. Sean's gonna message me right now, and I'm gonna okay. see if, how accurate he is. That is correct, my friend. That was the last. That time? That was the last time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When I saw that stat, I'm like, there's no way I'm not writing this down to throw it to the guys to see what they think. All righty. So let me pull it, pull this up. So since I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to word this. So by the way, you guys are all going Killian. Is there anyone that's not going Killian on here? Oh, and if you don't mind, Dave. I'm yes. Oh, yeah. I want to, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a, I want to throw some egg on my face first. And uh, that there's a sports Instagram page called uh, Freezing Cold Takes that I need to be on because I said Bradley Cooper was going to win this Oscar months ago. I, I post too. I posted about it. How long did we text about that one, Dave? Like, yeah, months <laughs> upon <happened>? months. <laughs> and um, I was obviously incorrect here. And Mr. Renault, even off the line, has said for months upon months that he thought Killian was going to win. Do you do you want to throw why? Just pretty much for what Sean was saying, it's like the Forrest Gump. It's the titular character of the movie who's getting picked up in an absolute landslide of a of a victory, like Gladiator Two, I think. Uh, and I mean, yeah, it's his movie. He's in so much of it, and he's doing so much. And yeah, he just absolutely lasts with you after you're done. And I, yeah, even even in July, I was like, I I'm still yet to see the others, but like he he could run the distance, so. I'm really happy. Like he's gonna... So, all right, here we go. So, Oppenheimer is set to join a list of best picture winners that has you supporting. You no, you get to guess because if you I, guys I, guess, I think, I think I know one of them. I so, think I know one. there's a few. So, there's a few that have 
uh, actress and supporting actress and picture, but the correlation of actor, supporting actor, and best picture. When was the last time that happened? Jack, take okay. your guess. I, my guess, I, I I'm I'm guessing this because I assume. I hope something has done it since then, but I think he's gonna. Get I feel it, like Sean. the best years of our lives did this. Okay, so feel, that's your I, that's your I guess. Feel like I, yeah, okay. I, don't, I feel like something did it since, but I'm Hunt, pretty sure that got those three. Hunter, what about you? Any? The only one I know for an absolute fact that would maybe be this far is Ben Hur. Okay, and then Darren, do you want to guess? I can't even come up with one where I'm like, did that actually win Best Actor? I can think of supporting in picture, but not the actor. So, yeah. so the last time this happened was in 1959. Ben Hur. Ben Hur. <laughs> you, still, you still got the trivia chops, Hunter. You still got there it. Go. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but this has been done in other pairings. So we have in 1942, Mrs. Miniver did it with uh, Greer, Greer Garson and Teresa Wright. Obviously, 1939, we had Vivian Lee oh, yeah. and Hattie McDaniel, and then it wins picture. Uh, going my way, uh, Barry. That did get supporting, yeah. So yeah. Bing Crosby and Barry Fitzgerald, and then one picture. It happened one night, was actor, actress. Oh. Um, best years of our lives. There you go. Okay, it wasn't the last. So <laughs> yeah. I, got, I still got it that it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> All the King's Men. Was uh, yeah. really oh. Sir Broderick Crawford and Mercedes McCambridge did it? Oh, supporting actress. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 19... Oh, the, oh, the Exorcist. <laughs> 1953, Frank Sinatra. Oh, sure. Yeah. And Donna Who's Reed. Donna Reed. Oh, yeah. So are we, are, we, are, we, are we just doing two acting wins? Yeah. Now? Yeah. This? Okay. So we have 1954, On the Waterfront. It's almost over. So On the Waterfront, yeah. Marlon Brando, mm-hmm. Eva Marie Saint. Then we have the Ben Hur, West Side Story. We have Rita Moreno. Yeah. The two supportings. Yeah. Uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. 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 Kramer versus Kramer with Streep and Hong. <laughs> Terms of Endearment with McLean and Nicholson. Uh, Nicholson, yeah. Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs. I forgot about yeah. this. There's three more. Uh, I forgot about this one. Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Judy dead. Uh, million Dollar Baby. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then last year with everything everywhere all yeah. at once, and then this year it'll be, you know, so, um, so yeah, lead actor. I am very happy if it is Killian though. I am. I it's yeah. it'll be a very very a very memorable win for me, like in the long term of acting wins. I think it's well deserved, especially this is his first real big lead and he just completely knocks it out of the ballpark. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean the, the narrative with that one with like him being like the supporting actor mm-hmm. in every single Nolan movie, right. and, like a supporting, yeah. supporting actor. And then mm-hmm. him just grabbing the lead and like that, that's just such a great storybook mm-hmm. win. And it also goes into the, the only movie that fucked this up was the Birdman. Cause the Academy just Whatever, fucking. Eddie. Well, Ed Redmay went all in that year. He was yeah. pretty much won everything. So, I going back to it. I was, for the sake of being a dick, almost. I was hoping Bradley Cooper won the SAG award just for the just to fuck things up. Well, just to have fun. I probably wouldn't have predicted on the Oscar, but I just would like just to see people be like, "What?" Because like SAG could yeah. do those sometimes, where they'll pick some like more out there performances. So that'll be what now? He's zero for fourteen. 12. 12. 12. 12. Okay. 12. So, um, so the next one, which is what I said last year when we were 
previewing Maestro. It's like it'll be this one. <laughs> and it, I mean, one picture of him as Maestro, and they're like, "Oh, he's got the Oscar!" Like yeah. this does yeah. limit. This finally breaks that streak of like show your picture a year in advance and you win an Oscar. So that's yeah. another good thing. Yeah. All right, leading actress. I don't even know who to give this to. Uh, uh, Hunter, take it away. Okay. Okay. Um, trivia boy. Yeah. This one, I am just the whole season. It's not 100% the same, I know. It just reminds me so much of last year with Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. In terms of sentiment, kind of the favor Who's getting what number of Oscars? You know, Emma Stone already has an Oscar. Lily Gladstone does not have an Oscar at all, obviously. She's never been nominated. And I just feel like it's it's one of those, I just don't feel like Emma Stone can get a second Oscar over Lily Gladstone, who's the only real avenue for Kills of Flower <gasps> to get a, a Oscar. Sorry, I just read the group chat. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Sorry. Anyways. Sorry about that. Okay. Go for it. But, yeah. So, I I I I think I said it last week or whatever. Right before SAG, I said whoever wins SAG, I'm gonna go with it because mm. each of them already has some award. I think if you have SAG and one other award, it could even be Critics Choice or Golden Globe. I know those aren't like the biggest precursors sometimes, but if you as long as you have those, you're giving speeches, you're winning something. I think that's just enough now, especially okay. in this. Of if Emma Stone didn't have already have an Oscar, I probably would still be predicting her. But since she already has one, and everyone wants to see Lily Gladstone win, I know I know people want to see Emma Stone win, but I think just there's enough of that feeling. The same with Kate Blanchett last year. Like we've already rewarded her; she'll be back again. There's no worry about that. She'll probably be back next year. She's got a Yorgos Lanthimos movie coming up in a few months, probably. <laughs> so it's I think that's just kind of what I'm going with here on that one. There are. I only have a few stats here. So there's seven times that uh, there has been failure to win the Oscar after winning Globe and SAG. So we have Lauren Bacall uh, lost to Julia Binoche for The English Patient. Uh, the very popular Russell Crowe losing to Denzel Washington, which that really well, was, well. that really was that really wouldn't <laughs> have happened. That's that's a circumstance situation. Oh, a, a nice, a nice phone got in the way of that. Yeah, one. <laughs> Renee Zellweger lost to Nicole Kidman for the hours. Eddie Murphy lost to Alan Arkin. Julie Christ- Christie lost to Marine Co- Marion Cotillard. And then the most popular recent one: Glenn Close losing to Olivia Coleman, and then Chadwick Boseman losing to Anthony Hopkins. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. This is yeah. this. This like is not, it's fifty fifty. I, I have like. No, I don't know. There's, there's no good answer. I, the answer. reason I, I see your point with last year. I think the reason I move away a little bit to that comparison was because everything everywhere was gonna win Best Picture, yeah. and True. Poor Things is not. And the idea of that movie winning Best Picture without uh, Michelle Yeoh winning just would have been really icky to a really great night performance if obviously sometimes performances and even though this is for the best performance even though it's really not um emma stone i think is to me the better performance she's yeah. doing a lot she is on screen 99.9 percent of that movie and i mean reality is lily does go away for a substantial amount of time i think there was a there was some num- some twitter account does uh the percentage someone's in the movie mm. I think she's only in 55 minutes of a three hour and 26 minute movie. 
I'd also say we've known that for over a year now. I've or never almost been a, a year now. Guy. Like, and and, and that is, yeah. at this point, that premiered back in May, and people were saying that. And it oh, no, I'm stopped her from winning anything. It's true. And this would be mm-hmm. one of those situations where, you know, the performance is not what's going to win her the Oscar. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not saying she's not, she's phenomenal, but. I yeah, I'm gonna go with Emma Stone. Fuck this. It's it's so <laughs> tricky. I, it's Emma Stone not a wrong the, pick either. Yeah, Emma Stone is the most like you know, and the Oscars like the most, and she is doing the most. Mm-hmm. I love Emma Stone's performance the best this year. I think it was the best like uh, female lead performance this year. I think it's the one that should win. Um, I just since the Globe, you felt the importance when Gladstone won though, mm-hmm. even though Stone won as well. Mm-hmm. That you felt the importance, and then when that SAG hit. That's kind of where I said, okay, it's still a race now because like Emma Stone was like locking up a lot of awards before mm-hmm. that. But I just think that at this point, and for, first of all, I'm just like I'm going blindly sag four for four because I'm so freaking annoyed by that. Um, <laughs> that I'm just like I, I think it's going to be Gladstone. I think that yes, yeah, she goes away for a while, but her impact still stays on mm-hmm. her, and yeah. that's like mm-hmm. you know it's it's the it's the Anthony Hopkins defense where I'm just like you know Hopkins was the lead in that role even though he was like lowest screen time. Um, I, I have a, a here's, I I don't know, man. I mean, like if you wanna if you wanna try to make some money off of this, go, maybe do a net betting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I mean the payout would be nice. Listen, like, the payout would be nice, and I'm telling you, if, if these oh. two are just like button heads. And Annette Benning has been absolutely winning Lifetime Achievement yeah. Award after Lifetime Achievement Award this year. She's been getting up in front of the right amount of people and saying something. I will say, like, you know, it, I, yes, my job will be on the floor if her name gets read, but it won't be on the floor for that long. There is a pathway oh. where she gets it. I don't think it's happening. Once again, I'm, I'm putting Gladstone. Would that be? Let me ask you win. guys, with, like, performances like Lily and Emma, would that automatically just jump to, like, Al Pacino, Godfather, yes. two range yes. of bad. Yes, yes. yes. It, it, it would also destroy Net Benning's career of being overlooks, and she'd win mm-hmm. for the worst possible worst. way. Possible. That, yeah. that would be horrible. And I think this is like just like last year. I think Kate uh, Blanchett. You know, sure, she showed up to a couple of things to accept mm-hmm. awards, but she was kind of like, you know, she was like, eh, no, vote for Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> like, yeah, I, think yeah, she, it would be worse. You saw her completely genuine SAG reaction where she was like, "Thank God." It's it fully glad so. Yeah. I also yeah. think the type of movie that Poor Things is, it's not a movie that gets nominated because it's an Oscar baity movie. It's because mm-hmm. the Academy actually loves it. So that's mm-hmm. kind of another reason that it kind of leads me towards Emma too. Just the idea of like, all right, this movie when if we first heard about it, we probably didn't think it was gonna be gonna be a huge Oscar player. And then as time progressed, obviously it became that. But that was a hundred percent merit, not a hundred percent of oh this is destined to be an Oscar player, so I think mm-hmm. that lends to it itself. I mean, either way, I think we have a great oh, winner. Yeah, yeah. So, happy for the winner either yeah. way. I'm, mm-hmm. I I I love them both, but uh, just just like last year, I loved them both. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought Cape Blanchett had the textbook best performance for Tar, and I still was just like, mm-hmm. I remember feeling kind of sick. I was like, oh, God, I really hope Michelle Yeoh wins this, otherwise it'll be a little bit weird mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I'm hope I'm sort of feeling the same way with Gladstone, not the same exact way because. And like because people by the way just adore emma stone like just mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. so like she shows up to one event and people just are like yeah take my money you're good take my vote and also the idea of like oh it's too soon to give her a second oscar is kind of lol because like so if the, if twitter was around in 1991 so we're gonna say uh you know what let's not give 
Jody another Oscar for Silence of the Lambs. You know, she she she, she just got one like three years ago yeah. for the accused. Well, and, and then there was Frances McDormand who got it for three three billboards. <laughs> and I remember that whole season, people were just like, "Why did they give her an Oscar for three billboards? She could just win this for Nomadland." <laughs> like, I just like. <laughs> That's a that's a not. I was the opposite. A, I was like, she just won for three boards. We do not have to give her for Nomadland. Yeah, there's four <laughs> other people. Three three other people. people I, I know Nomadland's a and there was one. to most people. Me no likey that win over Carrie Mulligan <laughs> I know, I, at yeah. all. <laughs> um, and Dar- I think Darren's the last one to go. Who do you got here? I've got Emma Stone. Like it is definitely the showier performance. Lily Gladstone. She is the pivotal role in that film. I see her more in the supporting though. I'm like, it's, it truly feels supporting in what she, her character and everything does, even though she is the focus of it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, sometimes just being an Oscar nominee opens doors for you. And exactly, even if yeah. she doesn't win, it's not like people n- do not no. now know who Lily Gladstone is, which yeah. is that, you know, people would like, Oh, the Oscars don't mean anything. No, this is the reason yeah. that the Oscars mean and something. It just got her other film picked up by Apple too. So mm-hmm. like it's, Yep. opening those doors already. Yep. I, I, going back to what Sean said, Dune Part 2 being delayed because of the SAG strike was like the biggest what if. But like, if Annette Benning could campaign because the SAG strike was there, that's my number two of like, what would happen if, yeah. if we didn't yeah. have the strike? Would Annette, because yeah. she had the Telluride, like he said, the Lifetime Achievement Telluride, I think every festival has given her something, but she couldn't attend it. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, two. she show, showed up at TIFF. She could have done this. It's like, oh, there's there's something there. Yeah. Two words, my friend. Still Alice. <laughs> That's exactly what that campaign would have felt like. And we would she would have won. It would have been like, yeah. oh, whatever. I guess it's, Julianne Moore is, has an Oscar. It is crazy. Also, Nyad got the WGA nomination. <laughs> and it won, it won a few. Many of its f- nominations are. Yeah. And it won a few Visual Effects Society awards, I think, or one or two. And it got two acting nominations. I was like, wait a minute. I would this actually is a lot better than I thought. Visual effects are actually like there's some impressive stuff working yeah. in there. Not not yeah. the cartoon Taj Mahal at the bottom of the sea. But yeah, like some of the other yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's really some real bad. Yeah. It's right. one of those movies where it just keeps getting nominated. I go like, huh? That's like the twelfth nomination it's got over the like the season. I'm like that's actually a lot more. All <laughs> right, pleaser. Yeah. All right, yeah, it is. and finally we're here. Best picture. So we're gonna have fun with this because this is not gonna this is uh you're casting it yeah so i actually do okay, have yeah. some fun stats here so with its with its win or when it wins or if it wins um oppenheimer is set to become the first guild and televised award sweeper since did not actually know this 2012 can you do you remember that best picture winner Argo. It was Argo. It was Argo. Argo. Yeah. Yeah. Oppenheimer would also become the fifth film to win Globe, DGA, PGA, SAG, and Critics Choice. Last week we did not know this. Uh, I did the research on it. Um, eh. One of them it was an obvious one. American Beauty actually was the first one to do it. Uh, No Country for Old Men was the second one. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was a huge sweeper that year. (laughs) Weird. Argo, and then would be Oppenheimer mm-hmm. to be the fifth. Yeah. Um, I'll ask this before we – we're all picking Oppenheimer, right? Just yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Confirm again. Where yes. is it – To where would it rank for you immediately? Like upper echelon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it'd be my favorite best picture I think it's my favorite, too. Yeah. yeah, it would be – right? I, I got to look. 
It's my five right now. It'll be Godfather two, Godfather one, the apartment, oh, God, Godfather. um, the apartment, Casablanca, and then probably Oppenheimer. You know, I, I, my own like personal issues I would have is just like too my soon. recency bias. Yeah, I would have to wait ten yeah. years because yeah. I, I, if I put yeah. it in the top five, I'd be like, well, what am I doing? Like, uh, I, I'd question I'm with you there. But uh, um, no, I, I always have this po- theory, and we talked about this a little bit. But you know, best picture go- doesn't go to the director. Best picture goes to the producers. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's because there's more to best picture than it being the best film. Everyone hates when I say that, but I think there's it, it's more about how it like touches on like the actual culture. There's like it's mm-hmm. it's it is the most popular film, sort of what, like with those ten thousand people that vote, and so that's why sometimes it takes the break from director. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that Oppenheimer does that, where it's something that captured the culture and it like mm-hmm. everyone stopped to watch this everyone stopped to talk about yeah. this and so i think that with that like it's um like you know is it my top five best film of of those uh, 96 films maybe maybe not but like it's definitely like of the like best pic- like i'm someone that still says like i know people may disagree i think titanic is one of the one of the best best picture winners yeah, yeah. because not because it is the best film it mm-hmm. has its flaws obviously but because it like like captured the mm-hmm. entire world at that moment yeah no i no disagreement i mean the fact i'm sitting here and i'm like oh this is my favorite best picture since 1940 something it's kind of like like what the fuck is going on yeah i think it'll be like the first of my like lifetime the my favorite movie of the year one best picture yeah i think yeah oh no 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 it's happened where where's Oh, okay. Never mind. The poster tonight. Spotlight. I, I love Spotlight that year. I forgot. You also have Munich right there. Munich one best. <laughs> Don't bring it up. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. 2005 best picture. Best picture. We'll have fun. It'll be the second time in a row it's happened because everything was my favorite film last year and now yeah. one big picture. But nothing like I love that movie, but not on the stratosphere of how I adore Oppenheimer. So uh, it was everything in Parasite and uh, oh, but yeah. no other ones since those. I'm going to say most of them in my top 10, but this is the first one, like it's I'm, the number one film. I'm a boring old man, Sean. My 2019 best film was Irishman. I'm so yeah, fucking boring. <laughs> Irishman is, I think. Two or three for me, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so since this is a cakewalk, I decided to end the podcast by doing something a little bit more fun and recasting all the Best Picture nominees in a different decade. And obviously you guys can chime in if you have a different decade in mind, but I, I thought of some fun ones here. So let's recast the holdovers well, that was easy. You could just put it in the ninth in the nineteen nineties. Oh, okay, nineties. Um, I I got my two well, pairing already, and I'm just curious what you guys think. I I've only because it they kind of sound alike and look alike. Richard Dreyfus got nominated for Mr. Hobbs <laughs> in the nineties, and it's actually pretty damn similar to Paul Giamatti in this movie. Not a hundred percent, but it's pretty damn similar. So, but uh, Richard Johnny Dreyfus Nessa. now is not going. Dominic Sessa would go to depends on which part of the '90s, but uh, you know either uh, River Phoenix or Joaquin Phoenix. Interesting. Oh, oh yeah. So I, I would like either one of those. So I thought of this in Hawk would be a good one. I thought of this, yeah. I thought of making this movie in 1993, <laughs> okay. fresh off winning an Academy Award, fresh off appearing on Growing Pains. We have oh. Al Pacino and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. oh. Directed, yeah. I like that actually. Yeah. Directed by, 
Yeah, I got nothing on director. I just threw that in there. I... <laughs> Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Oh, yeah, Michael. oh my God. That was oh, we, already, we, already, we, we got this movie with um, Scent of a Woman. Literally, the next That is true. That is true. That is true. He just won an Oscar Scent of a Woman. He's going to do the exact same movie the next year. Just he, get Martin Breast again and do it. Why he not? He did do Carlito's Way the next year, too. So. Well, there you go. I'll do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this uh, We talked about Barbie. I thought of a better decade. Uh, cast Barbie in the 80s. Oh. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Um, so I think of eighties. I got Elizabeth Shue as Barbie. That's good. That's Cher good. would somehow find her way in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Barbie. She'd be President Barbie. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. a good one. Yes, absolutely. That, yes. Um, and then Ken, Matthew Broderick. Oh, that's a good one. For that's, a, yeah. that's a really good yeah. one. Yeah. Alan, I, could, I, I was gonna say I could see him being Alan too. Honestly. Well, Alan, I had Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay. That's yeah. Well, That's I like, kind yeah, of yeah. like. It's tough to think about this, mm-hmm. but we have to think about it in the eighties. Um, yeah. Charlie Sheen as Ken. Yeah, kind of yeah. Like oh, yeah. yeah. That's good too. Physique. That's good too. Yeah. Like you know that, or Patrick Swayze. Now I'm just going through Red Dawn. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Darren, good, though. do you have anything here for the eighties? I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer would be in there somewhere. I don't know where, but like Michelle Pfeiffer is, I could see her as Barbie. I could see it. She's like, like, I did cocaine and Scarface. Now I'm your Barbie. Now you're Barbie. And then I'll go be Catwoman. Like it could, I can see that. Like, come on. That's not a bad Margo one Robbie trajectory. So that kind of works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I put this next one in a specific decade because I know the five of us are going to have the exact same idea. My show in the '90s, Daniel Day Lewis. That's it. We're done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Like, who else would like go that hard? Um, <laughs> like Daniel Day Lewis would be the only one to go that hard. Yeah. Except it would. It'd just be a straight biopic then. It'd yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah. it'd be good because it's Day Lewis. Yeah, and, and it probably would be Spielberg or Scorsese because they've always wanted to direct it. They wanted to do it to begin with. Yeah. And yeah. Still so a, 90, a '90s Spielberg biopic though that that'd be my top 100 probably if yeah. it had Lewis yeah. in it. <laughs> I would. It wouldn't care if how biopicy it was. I'd probably love it. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the more back you go, the worse it gets. All right, then. Emma Stone. I, I actually, I actually put it in the seventies. Um. Okay. Actually, there could know, be some in the seventies. I think we could work would, with the seventies. You could make John Wayne. Out of when did John Wayne pass? Sixties. Oh. I, but you would cast John Wayne in a De Niro role? King Hale. I, I, I'd cast him somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just wouldn't let him know what his character is like. like <laughs> he, he would just show up on set and like, you know. He'd be like, this is a yeah. biopic. John, this is literally about you. Yeah. You are um, you are the hero to these people, John. Of course you are. Well, then, yeah. actually, if I'm really thinking about this, if you're going 70s, uh, Brando, Brando would probably be yeah. in there because oh. – and. Mm. Then, yeah, that'd be a good role. If 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 she was an actress, I mean, I'm just thinking about like Oscar speeches now. Sashin Littlefeather, like yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. If, if like he advocated for it, that would be a very. I... I mean, that would be that. I don't even know if that would be controversy or anything. Like that would just kind of like be just this very interesting like um, I... move. I guess you just have to go Nicholson or Redford for the DiCaprio yeah. role, just yeah. because big huge name and they were mm-hmm. dominating that decade. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, alrighty, poor things. I I picked the most random decade for poor things, just because I feel like they can get away with a lot of shit in this decade. The sixties. Yeah, 
I mean, you can't put it any other decade, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Any other I, decade, I was, you wouldn't be able to put it there. Yeah. I was like, what if you made it, yeah, really scale it back to PG, but you did like Catherine Hepburn in the lead role. Like that'd be fun. She'd be great in that lead role. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, it, like, yeah. It would well, have to be young Catherine. So like a 1930s poor things that would have really flown. Yeah. Um, you just, you <laughs> just got Lionel Barrymore as uh, um, yeah, oh, oh, name. Hunter may be oh, onto yeah, something because yeah. I think we could get Jimmy Stewart in here too. Oh man, and Max McCain. Oh, Max yeah. McCain. Yep. There you, know, you go. Okay, yeah. we get Frank Capra to do it. We got a good movie. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we got something. <laughs> oh my god, I actually kind of love that. I, I, yeah. We well, no, I, I don't. I don't want AI to be taking over movies. But if I could just make that right now, <laughs> yeah. it'd be it'd be kind of fun. I mean, that would be one of the, like those the the posters you see these days where they redo the posters for like yeah and stuff yeah. like that. Um, oh, Damn, I, would have God, I that. really yeah. love that idea, Hunter. Yeah. Like I, or just or get Qcore or somebody to do it. Yeah. You know, somebody like that who did that in the 30s. Which I one? Mean, is... that, that, I'm going too obvious, but James Whale, like you know, Bride of Frankenstein type. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd uh, be pretty yeah, fun. That's a good that, one too. But that just feels a little bit too easy. <laughs> but Man, fun. Damn, I'm just. God, that's such a good movie right there. That literally is like an Oscar winner right there, if you think about it. <laughs> imagine, imagine just like the complete, like, like going in like Best Picture winners, going from like Mrs. Miniver, going my way, poor thing. Poor thing. <laughs> and then you just go right back to Hamlet and all the kings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one, uh, this one, I, I picked this decade because I, I have like a specific idea of where I want to go here. Anatomy of a Fall in the 1950s. This is going to be directed by Alfred Hitchcock, like without oh, okay. a doubt. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Grace Kelly in the lead. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Jimmy Stewart as the husband. But he's barely in the movie. Yeah, it's okay. Support yeah, nice little. That's support. just true. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think of the lawyers now. That's pretty much where you'd I'm have at. to eat because you'd have. The husband's kind of a dick in the whole movie, and Jimmy Stewart could make. I was gonna say, I, mean, I know, you, I know you, you, can, you can get that like Hitchcock kind of cog, cognitive dissonance of like mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart doing terrible things, but like you're still cool with him because he's Jimmy Stewart. But yeah, yeah, I, my, my brain instantly went uh, witness for the prosecution, Billy Wilder yeah. for director, but yeah. Hitchcock would be a good one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the reason I, I thought of Jimmy playing that kind of like asshole role is because he essentially is in Vertigo. Yeah, but he's yeah. like, so, but he's nicer in Vertigo. The husband's mm-hmm. an absolute monster in this movie. So the the, the husband much, is somewhat of. invisible until the very end, though. So I would want to go with like sure. someone yeah. like Thomas Mitchell, and you know, just I like was Thomas and, Mitchell. Oh, there we go. He's been listening. He's been listening. He knows what categories we. Oh, mean. Thomas. Well, no, Mitchell. I knew like Tom, I knew Thomas Mitchell's your boy, yeah. so I knew how to get popular. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Um, it is most important question if we're doing Anatomy of Fall in the fifties. We're not having 50 Cent. What song goes there? Ooh, Ooh. that's a good quote. Chagaluga Choo Choo. (laughs) (laughs) It needs something with, like, heavy, a really good instrumental. Oh, God. There's got to be some musical song they did in the 30s and 40s. I just can't think of. Oh, Singing in the Rain, just the instrumental playing over and over and over. (laughs) Anything yeah, goes. I Anything goes that. has that melody of like, because it yeah. has to be like a melody that really like ingrains and sort of tortures yeah. you. Um, <laughs> makes sense for because like when I literally read that description when I was going to see the movie, it was like a woman is accused of murdering her husband. Her blind son is the only witness. So I was like, that's a Hitchcock movie right there. It literally yeah, is. It is yeah. <laughs> and then there's only three left here. I'm leaving Oppenheimer for last, but uh, 
I had a hard time finding a decade for past lives, to be honest. Well, it's brief encounter. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. It's just you could <laughs> you could do that in any decade though, and it'd yeah. be, you just yeah. you pair an actress and an actor, or two actors, I guess, and you could make, really make. Well, it yeah, Linklater did, and then the nineties essentially too. I was too. gonna say like an yeah. early aughts one, and then I thought about Linklater, and yeah, yeah, so uh, you could do it any time. The zone of interest, I think, just works now. I don't think yeah. that works like any yeah. other decade. Well, because you they can't never... have that perspective anywhere else. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like what, like in late 40s, <laughs> late 40s, you're just like, you know, hey, how about we follow a family of Nazis? And it's like, oh, I don't know, guys. I think we need to get some distance. We're, we're still this. trying to find them. Like, let's not do that. Yeah. 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 The only <laughs> yeah, exactly. one I could ever think of when I was watching this, like a Michael Hanukkah film. But it's like, he did that in 2009. So it's like, you know, how far are we really passing by here? For sure. America. Oh, um... Michael Hanukkah. <laughs> or, or I guess Kubrick could have maybe done it at some point. Yeah, this could have been Kubrick. Far, but he could have done that. But you know what? You say that, and it's true. Like, I think if Kubrick made his Holocaust film, it would be in similar fashion to Zone of Interest, more as opposed to Schindler's List. Um, American Fiction, 1980, Spike Lee directs it, uh, starring Delroy Lindo. Yeah. 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 Someone else, but Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo works for that now, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Jeffrey yeah. Redden, don't get me wrong, but Delroy Lindo, I could see him like being a pissed off writer now. So, because uh, I know people would be yeah. like, oh, Spike Lee and Denzel, but no, 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 I think you need a character actor. Like, and Delroy no. was perfect yeah. for that. Denzel would Denzel's be the too brother. Young. Like, or, yeah. Not, Denzel yeah. was too oh, young. Yeah. 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 And then finally, Oppenheimer. And we're going to, if you guys have different decades, sure, let's throw them out and have some fun before we finish off. I have Oppenheimer in the 1990s. All right, Liam Neeson. I mean, I'm just thinking of Schindler's List, though. But um, could have done it. He could have definitely done it, though. Because we got to think of tall people. <laughs> we have to think of Oppie as a character actor as well. That's getting his break. If we try yeah. to I mean, keep the be, same trajectory, that was, that was Liam Neeson though for Schindler's List. Yeah. I mean, he had been he had been in some stuff, but that was like a big role. Dark Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the big Oscar player. That was Dark Man. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think who could. I'm trying it. to dip into the cast of JFK to see who. I mean, ah. <laughs> I'm just. I'm thinking because yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm... So Kevin Costner would be my Groves. Yeah. Costner would be in it. I would think if you did an early '90s, you could maybe do Tom Hanks, like pre Forrest Gump, maybe. Yeah, you'd have you'd have to have him in like that darker character. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I that's can't true. Stop that's true. About, um, Jeff Bridges and then uh, David Crumble's character being Bo Bridges. Like let's have some fun there. Oh, um, yeah. I just I, yeah. I love the support the the you know that's the real bro for him. Mm-hmm. Um, who would play Robert Downey Jr.'s role actually? Now oh, that I'm fuck, that's a good one. Um, God, Al Pacino. Tough. Yeah, actually, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you know what? He wins his <laughs> well, for that. You, and he just you, better. You, yeah, there you go. You, you said Al Pacino's playing Matt Damon in the last week. So that is true. Yes, now. yes, you're right. <laughs> well, no, I got Kevin Costner playing Groves. I think that works oh okay that's that's oh, a good one that's yeah, a good casting yeah, yeah um oh man leo would be in it but he'd just be one of the he'd be like jack quaid playing the bongos and yeah. shit yeah <laughs> yeah get ed asner as uh truman who ed asner <laughs> i mean it doesn't look anything like him but why not let's just do well, it i mean there's gary oldman <laughs> that's true. i feel like him. anthony hopkins would be in this in some role Andy oh, Hopkins yeah, could play Truman. Yeah. He could play Truman. Yeah, he kind of, they could make him look like him, and he could. I do was it. gonna say, and they yeah. could get him for like two minutes, probably, if they're going yeah. to, as insane as yeah. they go for the cast. Yeah. Let's 
who would play Emily Blunt's role then? Oh, um, I'd say Jennifer, like Close, Jennifer maybe? Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. She that could well, work. She'd be, yeah. she'd be more yeah. Florence yeah. Pugh because she's pretty early. young. That is true yeah. too. Younger's be Florence. Yeah. That's why I said like Glenn Close maybe because she's in. Yeah. She could. I she could. You know, Close. be be. You know, flirty, but also you know she gets a little dangerous in there. She was just in. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. What's what's the one Michael Douglas? What's what's the movie? Uh, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Track, yeah. I get that one. Basic Instinct mess, mixed up. Who would look the day. best in a fake black dress? That's what you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it's an interesting it's an interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. we look at the '90s. We could also. My guess is that it wouldn't be a more character actor, and Daniel D. Lewis would play Oppenheimer, and we. I, I yeah. kind of think that's where we end up yeah. in, in the I'm, end. It'd be great. Now, now you got me thinking. Um, what other decade would Oppenheimer work in? And I almost can't think of another one. Well, like, the, the move, the the version we get, no. But yeah, I could yeah. definitely see a night. Not the only one, but that's because fifties had a lot of the historical epics, so it would go to David Lean. Um, it, yeah. God, I don't know though. That's such a tricky one. And with the fifties, half of the movie still hasn't happened or been exactly. declassified. Well, like you, you're at least waiting till like what the eighties or the nineties before you could even attempt to make it. So I like, think the to cut to sorry to cut you off there. The closest thing we got to Oppenheimer was in nineteen eighty nine with Fat Man and Little Boy. Oh, I did hear about this. One. Uh, yeah, I, and it's I, I, it's yeah. not. It's not Oppenheimer. Well, it's, it's about the bomb. No. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. All and Paul, Jack, Paul Newman's the lead. Jack, you said oh. it last week, I oh, think, okay. was like a Stanley Kramer Oppenheimer movie. I think you said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, mm. like a Judgment that'd Nuremberg cool. style. Like yeah. That'd be, that'd yeah. be fun. He, he's, he's always made movies that are kind of somewhat brooded in like like human themes and like yeah. obviously like the Cold War and such and all the yeah. nuclear stuff then, but... So you've got like an early 60s kind of one like that. You could definitely get that. And then, Darren, before we go, one question for you, because you're the expert. What are you turning into a musical from these from this lineup? <laughs> it, it can't oh, be my show. softly. <laughs> yeah, Barbie. Like, already yeah. a musical at times. Yeah, I, guess I mean, it's already there almost. That. The costumes, mm. the dancing, it's, it's there. And it's probably see already that, in the work. I was going to say, I'll see it on Broadway in a few years. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I, then, yeah. then it'll come back in 20 years as a theater movie, just like they always yeah. do. For sure. <laughs> All righty. So this is, a, this is a fun exercise that covered what the length of us talking about Best Picture would actually have been. So uh, so that wraps <laughs> yeah. up everything for this year's breakdown of the 96 Academy Awards. This is very, very fun. We're going to see in about a week how right or wrong we are. Um, next week... Get ready for a longer episode. I'll say, what are we doing next week? Next week Yo. is what heat is to the rewatchables. Uh, this movie is to us the fiftieth. Oh fuck! I gotta fit this in now too. Yeah. The fiftieth anniversary of what I consider the greatest movie ever made, my favorite movie of all time, The Godfather Part Two. I don't God know how I, I ha- get your sleep, boys. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you all. Can I just can I just watch it while we're doing the podcast? That's yeah, how long it's gonna be. I don't know how long next week's gonna be, but it's gonna be a fun yeah. one. Uh oh, it'll be fun. Sean, thank you as always for coming. Darren, thank you as always thank for you coming. So much for having me. Jack, where can Thanks everyone find you? you? You can find me on Letterboxd. You can look up my name, uh Jack Renault, you'll see what I'm watching there. And you'll find all five of us over on the League of Cinephiles on YouTube. We uh 
just recorded the trivia battle royale, which I can confirm. Quite splendid stuff. It's going to be pretty entertaining to watch, so stick around for that. And Hunter. Uh, you can find me at cinemadispatch.com. I guess this week I am going to watch Ricky Stanicki maybe at this point. Oh, who knows? It, maybe they'll send it to me, maybe they won't. I'm not going to press them too hard. Also going to see Wicked Little Letters, which I I heard some people really like it's the tip. Fine. So okay, It is good. Mean Girls in whatever decade period that is with a lot of yeah. swearing. Yeah. And I think uh, since I'm going to rewatch Godfather Part 2, I'm just going to get the two shitty Best Picture winners I have left, which are Tom Jones and Cimarron out of the way this week. Because so. <laughs> oh. I got to balance it out. So I, I guess yeah. I'm just going to do that. So. Darren, what do you got going on this week? Me? I've got a not much going on. There's no more Dune screenings after today, so like my schedule's over. <laughs> we'll I was, was going to ask, like, Dune sure. screenings don't count, but... Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, maybe some links coming in. Maybe, I don't know. We'll find out what hits my inbox, and that will determine my week. <laughs> and Sean, where can everyone find you? Uh, math Teacher Movies on Instagram and Math Teacher Movies on Letterboxd. Um, what am I up to? I mean, I've, I've started watching Shogun. Um, a lot of TV mm-hmm. right now, and mm-hmm. Shogun's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's... It's shot in my backyard, basically. Like, the dog trail is where I walk dog. It was shut down for, like, two weeks as they were shooting up there. It's like, what is this show? Like, it better be good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so and FX is thinking good. that, too, because they are really hard on this one. Like, they're like, if this, if this goes belly up, we're screwed. <laughs> I don't think it will. I think it's pretty damn amazing. Yeah. And uh, it's... Um, it's true to form. It's oh god, it's like beautiful so far. It's Game mm-hmm. of Thrones basically, so it yeah. has that same. Po- it, it's cheap to say it's just like you know Game of Thrones with samurais, but uh, you know I get called back to just all the Kurosawa movies, and I get so excited again. Wow. And so mm-hmm. yeah, this is working really well. Awesome. And you can find me at the cinematicgrill.com. I have nothing going on this week either. Um, I think the next thing I will be screening is Ghostbusters in like a week and a half or something. <sighs> Listen, Sean. I know I'm like, this movie could be the worst thing ever. It's fine. It's Ghostbusters. <laughs> Every time I fine. see the trailer, I just think about the first one, and I get so sad because the first one's so good, and that's not fair to the fifth sequel of a movie. But I, God damn it! <laughs> I'll comment off the line on that. I do want to comment okay. on that right now. But yeah, uh, until next week, where we travel to Sicily. And New York and Cuba and Tahoe and Tahoe. We we finally could put half our categories are named after characters in these movies. We can finally and apparently true, black black turtle that guy. We already have an answer I, I, for I, that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to look elsewhere. Until <laughs> <laughs> next week. See you. <laughs>